With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And now, folks, you are about to witness the most amazing, the most astounding living monstrosity of all time. Yeah, that's right. Bow, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> Bows down to your master. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Listen online, the website that rocks, KMOD.com. Past shows are available on iTunes. Search under BMMS. Listen with your cell phone. Get the iHeartRadio app. Available from the app store of your cell phone provider. More on that at iHeartRadio.com. And we're on Facebook. Facebook.com slash BMMS69. That's where you can hang out with us each and every day. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, Corby. Good morning, Ken. Good morning. Sorry, I had to walk to Quick Trip. <laughs> Welcome back. Thanks. <laughs> Did uh, you get wet? <laughs> that moist, really. Uh <laughs> We've got uh, tickets we're going to give away for the Foo Fighters for that show in December over at Chesapeake Energy Arena. Hell 
see yeah. what Gimpy wants to talk about. We've got our top list. Mr. Skin is going to join us. Woo! As uh, there should be a basketball bracket going on, but they've got a bracket of a different sort we'll talk about. Nice. Travis uh, from Nothing's Left Brewery is going to join us. He's going to talk about what they're doing differently. And then something new that we're going to start doing for the foreseeable future is something called, hold on, I want to make sure I get it right since I just came up with it, uh, S You Should Know. (laughs) And S You Should Know is just some things that you might hear about, you might not. I They're just like three things that I think would benefit you to know about. We may talk about them a little more in depth. We may not. One of them is that there's a good chance your favorite restaurant is offering curbside pickup. Woo! Andalini's, McDonald's, Mondo's, uh, Raising Cane's all have curbside pickup. Why don't you call your favorite place and take advantage of that? Uh, Another one is that Tulsa Chamber has put out a resource for businesses on their website to help you if you have a business to try and get going and try to deal with the current economic situation and maybe staff and those things. And look at that at TulsaChamber.com. And then the other thing is the state is low on test kits. And if you think you have the symptoms, you need to call your health care provider at 877-215-8377. 83, I'm sorry, call your health care provider or call 877-215-8336. Do not go to the ER. No. Nope. They ain't going to see you. I mean, they might see you from the parking lot until you go away. Well, I mean, they don't have kids, so you're wasting your time, really. Yeah, and the guy that sawed off his finger, you're just <laughs> getting in his way from getting it reattached <laughs> again because they don't have a kit for you. Yeah, you can live without them. If what's your celebrity? So we'll try to have something, every, three things for you every day. As you should know, it may not necessarily be three. It might just be one. It might just be two. But it's something you should know. Just regardless. some things you know. My job, our job. I say me. I mean the show. Sam Gimpy, right? Us. Yes. It's like when you call up and say good morning. I know you're talking to all of us. Mm-hmm. I know if I, I tease, but when you say good morning, Sam, or good morning, Corbin, I know you're talking to all of us. Anyway. I digress. <laughs> is to t- tell you about stuff. And there's so much crazy information or lack thereof that I was like, ah, oh, we should just, here's some S you should know. So there you go. I like it. Uh, the, if, if all this wasn't chaotic enough for you, there was like tornadoes last night. And, and there's a flood warning now. <laughs> dude, dude. All right, so uh, usually, typically about, I don't know, 5.45 or something like that, I'll go down and have one more smoke before we start, right? And I'll look outside, and I see that it's raining. I'm like, okay, no, it's just a little bit of rain, not a big deal, right? I get down to the front door, because that's where I go to go around to the bus stop, and it is hammering, pouring rain. Holy crap. Well, lucky yeah. for me, I, I, I remember that somebody leaves an umbrella out there at the side door where we normally come in. I'm like, all right, bet. I can go out there and not get hosed. So I thought anyway. I grab this umbrella and I pop it open and I'm outside and the goddamn monsoon's coming through, right? And I'm making my way back there and I'm like, all right, cool. The top half of my body, completely dry, not a problem. Right. The bottom half, on the other hand, soaking wet, my shoes, my socks, from the knees down, hosed completely. I literally walked 10 feet from my car to the door, soaked. She looked like a drowned rat when she came so in. So pissed. 
because I blew dry my hair this morning, and like you just get mad at weather. What are you like? <laughs> I just got you dry, and it's ten feet. I was so angry, but you can't get mad at a cloud. Like I was <laughs> soaking this morning, so mad, so rude. So like there's not what? enough going on. The weather has to be a dick too. Thank you. I feel like you getting wet. <laughs> Is literally the best thing that's happened in a few days. No, I like took time to blow dry my hair this morning. I, no, I get it's it. Rude. I'm not saying it's not inconvenient and eh. it's not rude. I'm saying if you had to stack in order the things that have happened that are not good, uh-huh. it's literally like one of the better things that's happened in terms of bad stuff. Yeah, true statement. that's true. It still doesn't piss me off less, you know, when I take a long time to blow dry my hair and I get effing soaked for 10 feet. And again, you can't get mad at a person. It's just rude. You can get mad at a person. No, I mean, who? No one controls the weather. I can't oh, get mad I at NASA. Oh, I didn't know that's what you meant. Yeah. Yeah. You can I get mad at a person. I Mother get, nature. Yeah, I can't get mad at a person for getting soaked for walking 10 feet and absolutely flooded. So if you know that it's going to rain outside, Sammy, will you not blow dry your hair and just kind of let it fall naturally just because you know the weather's going to trash it? No, because, like, from... Where I park to the door is usually not that crazy. Mm-hmm. I can run and it won't be nuts. <laughs> like, it's today is not a normal day. That doesn't normally happen when it's raining. I ran and I still got soaked today. It was it was nuts. Driving here, it was super, it was crazy. I went like 10 miles an hour. I almost pulled over. You can't see the road. I was like, oh, and there's nobody really on the road. So it like looked so apocalyptic. That I can't see nothing. I'm the only one out here. And I just kept thinking like, oh, God, if I get stranded, I know there's going to be people on the other side of 71st Street. But (laughs) is there a weather in that that way you feel like, oh, my God, it's dark and I'm alone. Is there a weather that you're okay with? Because I feel like any of the weather you're not happy with. No, that's not true. I like rain, like thunderstorms and stuff. I do like that. Like. It's like soothing to me, but not when it's crazy. If it's just raining, that's What's fine. What's crazy then? Because this—that's rain- <laughs> crazy. Right? Because right. rain and thunderstorms and lightning is crazy. Yeah, but like again, even if it's raining, I can run to the so front downpours? door. Yes, where it's like crazy windy, and you can't, you know, walk ten feet without getting soaked. But I do. I like rain. Did you have an umbrella? No. Did you have a rain jacket on? No. Okay. <laughs> Again, it's like ten feet. This is this is unprecedented. And the whole time, it's actually not unprecedented. Yes, the whole time that I worked here, it has never been that I walked ten feet and got as soaked as I did this morning. Normally, it's completely fine. You can even when it was like super cold outside, I did not put on gloves and stuff just to walk ten feet. I just wanted to get out of the cold as quickly as I can. That's it. It's because it's not that far from shelter. Can, we don't have to walk that far. Did you park closer to the door? I did. Yep. And still got hosed. Yes. Just like walking in, like Gimpy said, a drowned rat. And I was like, like I said, ah! your, your clothes getting wet or your freshly dried hair getting wet, I feel like in the scope of everything that's happening Again, right now is the least problematic thing in our lives. I understand that. I'm just saying on top of everything else, the weather just doesn't have to be a dick. And I know, I you know, just getting wet is a small inconvenience, but I don't care. It pissed me off this morning, and we're talking about it. <laughs> Gimpy understood what I was going through. I did. I did. She came in. She's like, <sighs> and I look at her, and I'm like, <laughs> because we're both just hosed and soaked, you know, from at least sure. me from the knee down anyway, and she from head to wet toe. Wet clothes are not fun. Yeah, yeah. And then it gets all sticky, sticks to you. It makes it kind of itchy. It's a little hmm. weird. It's a little huh. weird wet okay. clothes. Yeah. You know. 
But I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm I'm not gonna have somebody come up here and bring me some dry pants because I can't sit in my wet ones. Whatever. Uh, there's this kid that was on. They were talking to him about the coronavirus stuff, and he's on spring break. You're getting wet. <laughs> this guy's on spring break and can't. And it's a fantastic piece of audio. Brady Slunder from Ohio vowed to keep partying. If I get corona, I get corona. At the end of the day, I'm not going to let it stop me from partying. Miami. <laughs> Typical college kid, right? The hell with it. Let's party. Yeah. Yeah. It goes on. They talk to another a, a girl because she's dramatically inconvenienced. Theaters, gyms, and other businesses to discourage gatherings of more than 10 people. Officials fear that otherwise people could help spread the coronavirus. Authorities say that young adults are just as likely to be infected even if they're less likely to become severely ill. But Brianna Smith, a 21-year-old from Wisconsin, complained the measures were too dramatic. I envision, by the way, that this would be Sam being interviewed. Dramatic. Yeah. It's really messing up with my spring break. What is there to do here other than go to the bars or the beach and they're closing all of it? It's really messing up. I think they're blowing it way out of proportion. I think it's doing way too much. Yeah, that's if you interviewed me at 19. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I believe it. I believe probably any 21 year old. Yeah. yeah right? Man, because we, we just want to party. Hang well, out, you have think a you're time. invincible. Yeah. You think you're invincible at that age. Yeah. And you don't get it's not about you. Well, and you don't watch the news and you don't care about no. the news. You care about shot, 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 shots. Yeah. Everybody. <laughs> but Miami is one of the more beautiful places. In America, mm-hmm. the beach, right? The restaurants, the architect. There's, I mean, I get it from a standpoint of if you want to drink and go to the beach, then yeah, what else is there to do? Yeah. But it is a pretty amazing town all the time. The clubs are no, like globally known. Yeah. Clubs in Miami. Yeah, you just, you know, can't go there in a group larger than 10. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're just like, have people standing at the door like, nope, 10's the max. Yeah. Like, oh. Now I can twirl. I got so much room. <laughs> I had read somewhere that Florida, the governor's like, we're not shutting down the beaches. Now that might have they changed did. since the last they time did. I they read did. it. They or shut them down yesterday. Good, 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 good. Because good, there good. was a ton of people going to the beach. They're like, hey, stupid. No more than groups of 10. And right. you just see pictures of so many people on the yeah. beach. Yeah. There's this great video from Will Smith <laughs> <laughs> explaining. <laughs> As the sentence was forming in my brain, yeah. I was like, no, that won't feel weird. And then when I said it, I went, that just sounds weird. I love him. His big ears. He's yeah, adorable. He, no, he's a phenomenal actor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, buddy. So Will Smith was explaining why the social distancing was so important, because there are some people that still think it's blown out of proportion. And it is crazy. Mm-hmm. And I understand all that. The idea is, is that your local hospital only has so many respir- respiratory Respirators. Thank you. Respirator machines. Mm -hmm. And if 20 people show up and they have 20 machines, they're at capacity. Mm -hmm. And if we can do anything to reduce that number, they probably use a certain number every day no matter what. Right. And then if we can reduce the impact of them having to use those, it could create, avoid a situation where they have to decide who gets one, lives, who doesn't, dies. Yeah. That's the goal. And- the other thing that was explained was that the thing reason this is so scary compared to measles or Spanish flu or something like that is that those diseases, the amount of time it started destroying you was short. Yeah. 
And this can incubate in your body and fester underneath and then show. Mm -hmm. That's why it's so terrifying from a scientific standpoint. So there's like two things that they're like, ah, this is why it's kind of important. (laughs) It's annoying and it sucks. But it's important if you want to be healthy and live. I didn't didn't get to see my mom yesterday because I don't want to... I feel like you chose to not see I, your yeah, mom. Yeah, I chose to not see my mom yesterday, even though I wanted to, because I don't want to get her sick. I don't. She already had like a coughing thing, like for a while. Like she's had aggressory stuff, and so I'm like, I don't want to risk it, and I don't want you going anywhere. Don't come to Tulsa. Just stay in your house. Like I'm being very protective of her. Like that's yeah. the advice that I'm giving giving my own family is, hey, I don't want to see you stay home. We'll talk on the phone or Facetime if we need to. You you don't want your family to stay home. No, I do want my family okay. to stay home. You don't want to see them. Yeah, right. I don't want to see I'm just clarifying you. what you said. Yeah. Not that I hate you and I don't want to see you. I love you. Yes. And I want to keep you healthy and alive, so just keep your ass yeah. at home. I want to see you in six months, in two years, in right. five years from now, so right. Right. can't see each other right now. Gimby, is your brother working? Yes, he is. Um, because of the weather, it slows him down a little bit or whatever. But he, he is, works outdoors. Yeah, yeah. He does construction, runs asphalt or whatever. So, I mean, because of the weather, it slowed him down. But not so much because of the right. coronavirus. More the weather. Yeah. And your girlfriend? Yes. She is She is quite busy, as I should say, because she's an RN. Okay, so that's... At keep, a hospital? At, yes, yes, at the Oklahoma Heart Institute. Mm. And that's keeping her quite busy with this whole pandemic that's going on. I don't want to say too much, you know, and be wrong or, you know, out of place or whatever, but I do know that it's keeping her quite busy, and it's, uh, it's, it's a strain for do, her. Do you feel, like, nervous or at risk for her being around that and of coming course. home and bringing it to of you? Of course I do. Of course I do, but I mean... You need an excuse. What can you do? <laughs> what can you do, right? I mean, yeah. if you're in that health professional, hell, I seen a meme the other day, and I had this guy like me sitting in a lawn chair with a mask on and a bottle of Windex saying when your nurse girlfriend comes home from work after the coronavirus, spraying him down and whatnot. So, I mean, yeah, of course there's a concern there, but what can you do? She's still got to work. There's yeah. still people that need her help, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, if it and happens, if you, it happens. Yeah, and if you have it already, mm-hmm. like, I went to kiss Jeff yesterday, and he was like, gave me a cheek. And I was like, buddy, uh-huh. if you've got the coronavirus, we both have it. Because yeah. like, we cohabitate. Wait, he tried to cheek you? <laughs> well, because I wasn't feeling that well, and so he was like, I don't know if he was making a joke or whatever, but I went to go kiss him, and he gave me the cheek, and Pause. I was like... What'd you just say? Like, no, not because of the coronavirus, I just I, have... It's not, I just, just I, want you to... I'm just... Mm-hmm. Hold on. You blindly went over, I'm not feeling well, and he didn't want to get the germs. Right. So you're going to need to clarify that. I just... Because <laughs> we just had a giant conversation yeah, yeah. yesterday. Okay, yes. I wasn't feeling well just because my body normally doesn't feel well. And like, so I was laying down, I got up and like went to kiss him and he gave me a cheek and I'm like, buddy, if I have it, I think he was more being joking. I'm like we live together, we cohabitate. If I have it, you know, and I grabbed his face and kissed him. So like, we both got it already. My anxiety is skyrocketing all of a sudden. Why? Because he knows you. Mm-hmm. I think So he- if you aren't feeling well and he thinks you have something that's contagious... And not your normal, I'm not, I haven't been feeling okay. Right. It's, I think, I'm sorry to panic you. (laughs) I really am. I think he was just making 
a a joke, like how if you see anybody cough, like you're like, oh, coronavirus, you got to go home. I think it was more that. And because I just gotten up from not feeling well, he just kind of made a joke to give me the cheek. And I joked back that we live, we sleep next to each other every night. We've been kissing. Right. We both have it. And that's the only point I was trying to make. Not infected. I'm fine. You said you weren't feeling well. Your yes, words. Not, again, not, I'm okay. not interpreting yeah, yeah. in between okay. him not wanting to kiss you. Your words. Yes. I'm I, not feeling well. Well, mm-hmm. you know, I, my body's a bitch, and I can't rely on it that much. So I don't think it's not a coronavirus not feeling well. It's a different not feeling well. A, I think. Yeah. That's, that's the key word, think. Yeah. It maybe, may not be. I, I think it's not it. Yeah, I'm fine. I don't have I a don't, fever. I know that yeah from I you. I don't have a fever. <laughs> okay, what are your other symptoms? But I just, my body just I, hurts. Fatigue? I'm just, Fatigue? Yes, Achiness. and my body hurts, yes. Two of the symptoms. Yeah, but also my body hurts a lot all the time. And when your body hurts, it makes you tired. <laughs> so how am I Constantly supposed to differentiate? Tired. Constantly hurting. Only thing I don't have is a fever. Right. A fever <laughs> is not necessarily indicative <laughs> of the coronavirus. Well, I not mean. Having or not having one. Is not indicative. I don't know how to then differentiate from the two because this is not the first time before this coronavirus that my body is hurt and I felt fatigued. So, again, the only other thing I can go on is like, oh, well, if you're coughing, which I don't, respiratory issues, which I don't, and a fever, which I don't. So I feel like it's the other thing. But your boyfriend thought it was contagious. I think, again, I think he was making a joke. And because he does not leave the house because he's working from home and I do, I feel like that was the joke. And I wish I didn't tell anybody now. <laughs> I really do. I'm, I believe you that you wish you didn't tell anybody that you weren't feeling well. I, I wish, no, because now it sounds more dramatic than it was. And my point, the only point I was trying to make from saying that is that, like, if you are living with somebody and that they have it, like Jeff has it, I already have it. We've already cohabitate. This isn't like a first time. We don't social distance yeah. ourselves from each other in our house. That was yeah. the only point I was trying <laughs> yeah. to make for Gimpy's girlfriend nurse. With that being said, then the two of us would also have it from you. Yeah, yeah. Right. All three and of us I, would be stuck. I, which I, then I, I would take it home. I don't mm. think I have the coronavirus. Uh, quit saying. I don't. Okay, I'm sorry. I do not have the have coronavirus. Have some goddamn certainty in your tone. I, you can't I, have that certainty because you haven't been tested yet. That's well, you can and I don't have a certainty. white coat. You can speak know. with certainty until you get tested. <laughs> okay. Corby, I do not have the coronavirus, stupid. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> that escalated quickly. Yeah. I don't know why you're name calling. For real. Well, we were friends. Because that's happened? how serious I am. It's like, duh. Wait, insulting is what makes it serious? No, I just mean like, duh. <laughs> I Bitch? cannot win. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got to take a break. We'll be back. Tulsa's Morning Show continues next. The Big Man Morning Show on Tulsa's Rock Station 97.5. Good morning, it's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. News quickies, stories you may have missed in the news, and then we cover them here. It's time for news quickies, world news, local news, and news that just makes you say, what the f***? Now here's Corbin, Kimpy, and Sam to fill you in on what's going on. News quickies from the Big Man Morning Show in 97.5 KMOD. Las Vegas Strip Club says drive through shows start Friday. So there is the strip club. And even though the uh, governor of Nevada issued a directive to close all non-essential, um, 
non-essential businesses for a minimum of 30 days. This strip club called Little Darlings will remain open. And they said that it's going to remain open because they are practicing social distancing and that they are going to, um, for guests who are interested in further separation, they'll be able to drive through uh, strip club shows starting on Friday. So you drive through... Girls shake it for you or whatever, and I think you hand the money to the drive-through. And then on Saturday, they're launching it's on the money. I guess <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Um, but so Saturday, they're going to launch a new feature show at midnight called Triple X Nude Hand Sanitizer Wrestling. And the director of the strip club said, "America remains a free country with strippers as a fabric of American life." And, yes. <laughs> and he also said the world cannot stop turning for a cold. So, new cold. Okay, yes. I like that. Hand sanitizer wrestling. You know how much that's going to burn? No, you can buy non-alcohol hand sanitizer. Oh, okay. Then you're just wrestling around in jail then. Okay. Oh, okay. Because, okay. yeah, I was thinking, like, I don't want to get that. My eyes would be so stingy. Your, not your eyes that I'm thinking about. Maybe one of them, oh, but not the ones on yeah. your papers. Oh, my God. It's kind of watertight. It's still just that a little bit. Stingy. Just, just a little bit. That a dab be... is all you need. Yeah. Ugh. And if Put you're wrestling in it. No. <laughs> I am not. Sanitizing no. your jennies. I'm not doing any type of wrestling on the wheel. <laughs> no, you just got to sanitize your jennies. De-coronavirus them. Well, good for them for thinking outside of the box. You yeah. Know, and, and, and trying to, you know, still get these, these women think, who need to pay their bills. I think they're trying to think inside the box. Yeah, man. Maybe so. Maybe so. Slip your uh, 20 through like a little crack in a piece of glass or whatever. Yeah. Piece of glass. 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 Gl- 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 glass. <laughs> uh, man peed all over a room and attacks a good Samaritan who tried to help him. So this happens last weekend in Melbourne, Florida. All right. There's this guy. He went to a party and he met another. A friend of a friend is what he says. Named Colin Gieb. Now, Colin was drunk. He said he didn't have a way to get home and really couldn't provide any kind of address. So the the victim in this story was like, hey, man, you know what? I'll go ahead. I got an extra room. You can stay with me. It's a nice, safe place. And then we'll we'll, uh, get you home once you sober up. All right, cool. So they go back to this dude's house, and uh, he's like, hey, here's your spare bedroom. You go ahead and sleep right here. I'm going to go into my bedroom. Okay? So the next morning comes around. And the victim hears a bit of a commotion coming from the other room where Colin was sleeping at. So he goes in there to check it out and see what's going on. And he noticed that uh, Colin here was peeing everywhere in the room. That's what he told the police or whatever. So he tries to stop the man. And hold this, it. Hold <laughs> it. This, this is what Colin told or the man that told the police. He said that uh, he came at me with his D out and attacked me. He said that uh, the guy who was peeing all over the room came at him, punched the man multiple times, attempted to choke him, and push him through a wall before he could wrestle him out the front door and then call the police. When the police catch up, they start questioning the man. Uh, Colin here's like, you heard the whole story. There's nothing that I really need to tell you. And then is like, why am I here? Well, dude, you peed all over this guy's house. Anyhow, so the police do their investigation. They found blood on the front door and holes in the walls and a room that they say is saturated with urine. Ew, gross. Mm-hmm. That's a descriptive word. Mm-hmm. Yuckers. So they went ahead and arrested him for battery and indecent exposure because, well, he came at me with his D out and property <laughs> damage as well. <laughs>
I mean, if you're ever in a fight and you don't want to fight or you don't think you're a good fighter, yeah. take your pants off. That's You're just crazy at that point. The chance, yeah. <laughs> Helicopter all the way in. They will run. On. I don't care how Come swole on. that other person is. Muscles, muscles, right, muscles. Right. Swole, not swollen. Man. Yes, yes. Man going door to door claiming to do coronavirus testing. Police in Maryland are telling residents if someone comes to your door and claims they're doing coronavirus testing in the area, call the police. All this after a man tried to get into homes by claiming he was doing coronavirus testing. In one incident, a man claimed to be testing for the COVID-19 virus, but was not allowed inside by the homeowner and then left. A second incident took place a short time later as a man came into a home through an unlocked door and was confronted by the homeowner and took off. Police say the man is in his late 20s and 30s, black and wearing a black hooded sweatshirt with an orange vest and a surgical mask. Well, at least he's being safe. I'm not letting you in my house. Don't let anyone no, in your house. No. I don't care who it is. No, I'm, I'm, I don't. I hear someone knock at the door. I look to a little peephole. If I don't know your face, you're not coming in. I. You can text me. I, <laughs> I, I feel like I remember one time somebody selling something, and I answered the door, and he was. It was like you know an August hot as sin day. He's like, oh, can I come in and use the bathroom? I'm like, no. He's like, you're not gonna let me use the bathroom. I'm like, no. I do not know. He's you. like, it's so hot, and, and I was like, that sucks. Maybe get a different career. Right? There's a QT down the road. Not not my job to let you use the bathroom. And you probably went to the bathroom and. I just think of like the worst case scenario. Robbing you is the worst, not crabs. (laughs) Oh. Crabs. I mean, I'm thinking robbing you using you is your the worst. bathroom that you get crabs all over or whatever. But robbing think, you. Yeah, robbing you is the worst. Murder actually might be the worst. I didn't really even think about that. I or, was just thinking about or them casing being, the joint. Them being yucky in your bathroom. That's what I was thinking about. No, man. No, crabs. That's the worst. I don't want crabs either. Uh, I don't know. I would rather have crabs than die. Or get robbed, <laughs> or to be get honest. get robbed, yes. Please, give me your crabs. <laughs> all these stories are on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash bmms 69 Tulsa's Morning Show is coming right back. The Big Mad Morning Show. Tulsa's Rock Station. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. Tickets to the Foo Fighters coming up in about 40 minutes. Sam's got balls to the wall sports. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguar, the what? I got a Jacksonville Jag, Jaguars. Jaguars. The what? Jaguars. That. Jaguars. 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 The Jacksonville or Jaguars. Jaguars. Jaguar. Oh, it's fancy. No. Yeah, if you say it's another language. Jaguars. They sent quarterback Nick Foles to the Chicago Bears yesterday in a trade that saw the Bears send back nothing more than their um, compensatory fourth round pick <laughs> and 140th overall. The thing is, is I read that and tried so hard in my head to get that right like four times. Compensatory. Compensation. Compensatory. Compensatory. How's that? Is that an easier way? Yeah. Compensatory. That sounds right. Shut up, Gimpy. It's not easy, okay? Reading. <laughs> uh, yeah. <sorry>. Words. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. You, you should be careful, yeah. actually. <laughs> Kettles online. Rude. Whatever. Yeah, so current. <laughs> Whatevs. <laughs> right. Current starter Mitch 
Truscaberry. Trubisky. Tr- okay, that's Trus- a hard last name. Truscaberry. Yeah, that's a hard last name. Okay, so he was the I'm second. I'm literally sitting right here. You could ask me. <laughs> I'm. I could probably reach out and touch you. Just ask me. Well, I... I wanted to make you proud and say it right in my head, but I failed three times in a row, and I understand that during this segment right now. And I feel very embarrassed about it, so I want to move on. So he was the second overall pick in the 2017 draft and finished the uh, 2019 season 28th in the total QBR, tied for 27th in touchdown passes and 21st in passing yards, 32nd in yards gained per passing attempt, and 28th in traditional quarterback rating. Yeah, he wasn't very good. Yeah. Second pick. Second. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. And you won't twi- come with us? Uh, I guess I'll stick with the fat chick over here. Yeah. <laughs> 28th. Yeah, it's not so, good. Yeah, that, 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 that's not good. That has to hurt, actually. <laughs> they tell you you're 28th yeah. at something. Yeah. You're bubbling under the top 30. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, NBA commissioner Adam Silver appeared on SportsCenter last night and was asked when he sees the NBA coming back. I honestly don't know just because I don't have a good enough sense of how long a period this is going to be. As I said, I mean, even the fact that we were using the word hiatus just a week ago and that sort of the implication was a short amount of time. I I think I said last Thursday, not less than 30 days just to give some guidance to our teams and players. But at this point, I I really don't know. Oh, God. So, i.e., we have not... We're not on the backside of this yet. Well, at least... Silver lining, they're aware of that. They're not pushing it. They're just going to let this happen and be safe. So yeah. that's wonderful. Yeah. That's Balls to the Wall Sports. I'm Seaman Sam on 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say, two three eight two nine four five. As you should know, uh, there's a good chance your favorite restaurant is offering curbside pickup. Andalini's, McDonald's, Mondo's, Raising Cane's are all doing curbside pickup. If you have a favorite place, it's worth it to call and ask them if they're doing curbside pickup. I saw one restaurant that uh, Roosevelt's, if you know them on Cherry Street, they are kind of changing what they do and offering groceries. Really? Because they can get bulk groceries Mm -hmm. and they're selling them. They've got a menu on their page of all the things they can get, some organic meats and and fresh vegetables and stuff like that. Pretty brilliant, reinventing what they do. So uh, we're actually going to speak to a small business owner coming up here in a little bit. Uh, It's at uh, at 7 o'clock. Let's see what uh, Gimpy wants to talk about. Around the world, take my strong hand. Get on the Gimp train, on the Gimp train. Around the world, take my my strong hand. Get on the Gimp train, Gimp train. All right, so I'm going to start this off by saying I am not originally from around here, not originally from Oklahoma. I've only been in Tulsa since 97 and in Oklahoma since 93. So uh, last weekend when I was at Bob Hurley, I was talking to Julie Chen. She asked me, are you from around here? No, but I have been here long enough. I have roots, and this is what I call home. Okay, And one thing that I really love about Oklahoma and about Tulsa and about the community is that we help each other. 
regardless, in times of need, we are helping each other. It's just the Okie way. And I come across a listener. Her name's Courtney. And she has come up with this idea to help others in the community. And I think it's fantastic. Amongst this whole coronavirus, COVID-19, the grocery stores are empty practically. I mean, it's hard to keep up with that supply and demand. So Courtney here has come up with Operation Keep On Trucking. Okay. And what it is, is she is setting up shop to help feed the truckers that are bringing in supplies mm. to the grocery stores. Okay. And we've got her on the phone right now. Okay. I can, I can try to explain it to you, but I'd rather her explain it to you. It makes perfectly good sense. Good morning, Courtney. Good morning. How are y'all doing today? Great. Super fantastic. So Courtney, tell us what is Operation Keep On Trucking? What are you trying to do here? Well, my friend Chris and I kind of came up with this idea whenever everything first started getting quarantined. With all the panic and everything like that, I mean, we're all Okies. We've been through God knows how many tornadoes, snowstorms, blizzards, hurricanes, you name it. We get it all here. Well, one thing is that I do love as well as you, what you said is, here in Oklahoma, we do take care of each other. We try to. Whenever an emergency comes up, that's one of the first things we do is we pull together. So with this emergency going on, our biggest concern is how do we make sure that supplies are still coming to Tulsa? The biggest issue that we're seeing and the biggest complaint that we're seeing with truckers that are coming through is with lobbies being closed, with only drive throughs being on, open, only to-goes, only deliveries and stuff like that, they do not have a location to deliver to. They do not have a vehicle they can go through a drive through in. With policies that most places have for their own safety, and it's completely understandable, they can't walk up to a drive through We'd rather keep those employees safe. And granted, yes, of course, we can all park and sit in fast food or truck stops, all day and run through for them, but we want a more sustainable method of helping them, as well as the fact that we want a sustainable method of not just helping them, but hopefully being able to extend that and help the rest of the community as well. I personally, I'm a bartender. Um, I'm a career bartender for almost 12 years. I work with Baby Roots out in Broken Arrow. Woo woo, go Baby Roots, we're doing awesome. As of right now, Broken Arrow is still open for their restaurants and bars and everything like that, but that very well could change this afternoon. So I would like to say a big thank you for Nicole Horak at Baby Roots, as well as Brad over there, um, the two owners. They are awesome, and they are throwing down whatever they can do to try to help the community as well. Um, Nicole has agreed for her to be the first bar to agree to help us hold on to any cold items that we need to store, any dry food items that we need to store, especially with the shutdown and everything. It's it's really great to see how the community is trying to come together. Uh, Courtney, tell me, what does Operation Keep On Trucking do, and how do you facilitate it? What we're going to be doing is we're going to be setting up shop in either, we haven't figured out the exact location yet because it depends on how big this gets. We need to clear it, obviously, with the locations and everything, but basically we're thinking the truck stop out on I-44 going towards Oklahoma City from Tulsa 
and or the Flying J here in the Tulsa area. What we'll be doing is, I mean, my friend Chris Meyer, he is all for this. He is willing to sit there 24-7 if he has to, handing out food to make sure that these men have food to keep going, to keep bringing us supplies. So you have not done this yet? Not as of yet, no. We are currently, I mean, gosh, quarantine only happened two days ago. I'm honestly surprised, pleasantly surprised with how quick all of my volunteers and everyone has come together to agree to help. It's just now it's a matter of making it to where we have the food or the money to buy the food to make it all happen. So, so basically you're on the ground floor of this thing right here and you want to get this thing up and moving so you can keep these truckers fed to keep the supply lines coming because it's dangerous for truckers to be out there hungry. You know, they can end up having an accident and then next thing you know, we don't have any supplies coming to our grocery stores and therefore shutting the community down. And that's what you want to prevent from happening, right? Absolutely. Of course, one big thing too is these truckers are putting themselves more at risk with this coronavirus than anyone else. They're traveling to more different areas, interacting with a number of different people, exchanging money with more people at this point in time than almost anyone else. As well as the fact that they're being exposed to the most wide variety of different bacterial cultures (laughs) and all that fun stuff to help compromise their immune system. So we want to, we want to make sure that they understand and know that they're appreciated and please don't stop. So how can, (laughs) how can us as an individual or maybe business owners who are having to be shut down, they're going to have their food go, go to waste. How can we help out? What you can do is we do have a page on Facebook started up. It is operation. Keep on trucking. Just how it sounds, just how it's spelled. Nothing fancy, nothing extra. I am connected to that page. My friend who helped me start this, Chris Meyer, he's also connected to that page. Um, as far as beyond that, there is now a group page that we have started called um, Tulsa Mutual Aid. And everybody that I know in the service industry that is out of work right now is all trying to pull together and help each other. And that's one method that we're using there. Uh, other than that, um, Milo Thompson of Get Baked Tulsa, they are, they, and that's also on Facebook, you can find them, Get Baked Tulsa, all, all spelled just how it like it sounds. And what Milo is doing is for every $5 donated, there is a loaf of bread going to a hungry family at this point in time after a matter of like three or four days. They have a total of 50 donations paid for. If for some reason you are hungry in the area and you do need help, go on Get Baked Tulsa, send a message. You are, do not have to donate to be eligible for a free loaf of bread or regularly so. We're just trying to make sure everybody's taken care of. As far as um, grocery stores, well, I would like grocery stores to help participate too. I'm very big personally on local businesses, so obviously I'm going to try to talk to my locals first, but anybody bigger than that, anything helps. Everything helps. Monetary donations, food donations, canned food, perishable goods. We do have walk-in freezers that are at our disposal so nothing will go bad we will be able to make this work for everyone 
So this isn't, it's not, it, it, it starts with the truckers to keep the supply lines going, but really you want to extend that further to the families who can't get out and get anything. Because, you know, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, they're in quarantine, they don't want to get out, they don't want to get sick or whatever, or they just can't make it. Is that about right? Absolutely. Absolutely. That is the goal. The goal is we're going to be starting with truckers because, of course, we have to keep these supplies to keep coming in. Otherwise, there's no way for us to feed anybody else at this point, pretty much, unless we all go back to fishing and hunting. And I don't know how much game they'd be left after a couple of days here in Oklahoma, (laughs) if that was the case. So we're just trying, we got to start somewhere. This is where we're trying to start. This is where we see that there's a need, as well as we see a way to sustain this, not just start it and get it going for a day or two, but to be able to sustain this throughout the entirety of the quarantine and be able to not just extend this to truckers, but to be able to extend this to any family in this time of need that is hungry and needs help. That is the goal, ultimately. So anybody, doesn't matter if you're a trucker or not, they can can hit up Keep On Trucking at the Facebook page, facebook.com slash keep on trucking, and be like, hey, I could use your help. And you guys would go from there, yeah? Absolutely, because if nothing else during this time, I'm trying to concentrate on making sure our volunteers are fed as well. Mm-hmm. So anyone in the service industry, obviously in this t- in this great dark times, we are going to have a lot of spare time and twiddling our thumbs. Like, let's pull together and do it together, guys. We can survive individually, but only as a community can we thrive. So if I'm somebody that's in the service industry and I need help, and you're saying you can offer that, how would I be able to get a, take advantage of that? And what help Same can you way, offer me today? As of right now, today, I have multiple friends that, like I said, Milo um, with Get Baked Tulsa. I can send you that way. I have the Tulsa Mutual Aid behind me at the moment. They're helping out. Um, there are several other people that are trying to start up, not necessarily like a, a full program, but at least a, in the meantime, if you're hungry, come eat at my table. I know lots and lots of people, guys. And if I cannot personally help you, I promise you I will find someone who can. You know a guy who knows a guy. So you don't I know have, a guy who knows a guy. <laughs> you, you don't have shops set up right now. So when is your goal to have this set up? So uh, the, the truckers that are that are looking for food, they can go to Operation Keep on Trucking, and they can be like, hey, this is where they're at, and this is the times that they're going to be there. When are you looking to do that? What's your goal there? Absolute latest. We're trying to get everything off the, off the ground and kicked off and actually ready and raring to go. And sustainable after that is by about Wednesday next week. Okay. Wednesday or Thursday is our ultimate goal. So you and you, of course, in the meantime, Chris and I are hitting all the truck stops and everything, trying to make sure that they're taken care of. In the meantime, so so you're out there right now, <laughs> even before setting up shop, you're out there trying to take care of the truckers that are actually here right now. Yes, sir. By by yes, doing sir, we are by doing what. Um, going, posting up, and other people are welcome to do this as well. If you've got the spare time, like, let's keep them coming. But go post up in any truck stop, restaurants, fast foods, anywhere around that area, and offer offer to take them through the drive-thru, offer to call in an order for them, offer, I know for a fact that 
Oh, goodness. A friend of mine is at Amazio's, um, and I have another one who's a manager of another one, and they are trying to make sure to let people know that they will walk it out to your car. They will walk it out to a big rig if you can pull off into a corner and make yourself out of the way. They will make sure that you are taken care of in the meantime until we can get this kicked off. So it's like a curbside service that Corbin had mentioned earlier from various other restaurants that are in town. I get that. But yes, not sir. every trucker can it pull is. into a, a parking lot exactly. of a McDonald's or whatever. So that's why it's important for Operation Keep on Trucking to hurry up and get off the ground so they can just pull up, get their food, and then get back on down the road so we can get some supplies mm-hmm. that we need here in town. Yes, sir. Awesome. Courtney, I do appreciate you coming on and talking about it. Uh, I've posted a link on our Facebook page to Operation Keep on Trucking. If you want to donate or volunteer or whatever, you can get all the information and everything you need right there at our Facebook page. So, Courtney, I appreciate you coming on. You enjoy the rest of your day, okay? You too, sir. You have a wonderful day. And come on, everybody. Let's do this all together. We can make it. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Courtney. Yeah. I. You got to help out where you can. Right. Absolutely. Right. Whether you're checking on a neighbor or I, I've said it before, truckers are the backbone yes. of our country. Yes. If you don't think that, you have zero idea of how anything works. And the thing is, is like the, the, the supply right now is not keeping up with the demand. Okay, that's in the grocery stores. We've seen it. Shelves are empty and and certain like pastas and, of course, toilet paper and all that stuff. So, I mean, I can see how dangerous it is. If if you're hungry and you're tired and you're an over-the-road trucker, how dangerous that could be to get to your next destination, you know, to keep us supplied. Because if we don't have anything, well, then we all just go to crap after that. It's not good. Yeah. Well, and there's a Walmart distribution center right up the road here Mm -hmm. where they, where truckers load up and then distribute all over the area. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely a lot of them in the area. And we know a lot of listeners that do that. And yeah, it's, it's important to help out everyone. The domino effect is going to hit everyone. Yes, and if there's a way that we could slow that down a bit, I think it would be slow fast. down the domino effect. That's going to it's going to happen. But if we can kind of contain and control this by helping each other out, why not? Well, at least make the the kick to the balls a little less. True, still gonna <laughs> hurt, but not near as bad. Yeah. All right. Be around the world, take my strong hand, get on the give train, on the give train. Be around the world, take my my strong hand, get on the damn train, damn train. Well, let me do. Tulsa's morning show oh, yeah. is coming right back. The Big Man Morning Show. Tulsa's Rock Station 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. We've got uh, Topless coming up. Mr. Skin's going to join us. There's no basketball bracket, but he's got a bracket of a different kind. And then Travis from Nothing, Nothing's Left Brewery is going to be calling us. We're going to talk to him on the phone. <laughs> he was like, I'll come in as much as I would like beer, my friend. No, you need to call in. So we'll talk to him coming up here very soon. Let's play a game and give away some tickets to see Foo Fighters. We want to give away some tickets to put you in a crowded room with a bunch of people. Uh, so, But that's not till December, so you're fine. Plenty of time. It's, that's a little further down the road. We're going to play uh, Schnip Schnapp Schnur. Current record is? Corby is in the lead with five. 
I have three. Sammy has two. Last week's winner was? Let it be you. So Sam and Gimpy. 918-460-KMOD. 918-460-KMOD. And you decide who you want to read clues for a chance to win Foo Fighters tickets. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Matthew. Matthew, how are you, sir? Wonderful. How are you doing? Good, man. Who do you want to recluse, Sam or Gimpy, Matthew? Gimpy. 60 on, seconds Matthew. on the clock. Timer starts after the first clue. Are you ready? Yes. All right, here we go. This is a Chinese bear. It's black and white. Panda. Yes. This is when somebody is being extra angry and violent, you would say that they are being what? Mean? No, it kind of rhymes with a place that you would stay in Europe. You know what I mean? They made a horror movie out of it. Oh, um. <sighs> okay, we're going to break this. Angry? No, no, no. We're going to break this. You already said angry. We're going to break this down. So the woman that you go see when you go to a restaurant to sit down, that is known as your what? Uh, the waiter? No, no. When you first walk in and she's going to take you to your seat, that is whom? Oh, Corbin uh, is the blank of this show. Uh, Pat Sajak uh, is the blank of Wheel of Fortune. Oh, the, uh, uh, God. Come uh, on, man. Come on, man. I'm, draw, I'm drawing a blank. I can see that. Uh, <laughs> uh not the announcer. All right, if the, you uh, work in a... At a yeah, <laughs> whatever. Good God. Hey, man. listen. <laughs> listen, Matthew. Plenty of people uh-huh. have talked a big game, and then when they get mm. in the seat, they seize up, man. So don't feel bad. We're you, one hit could win this. It's happened before, okay? Okay. All right, hang on the line, sir. <laughs> not likely, probably not. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Greg. Greg, how are you, sir? I'm great. <laughs> I like Bet you, you're Greg. You're feeling cocky now, aren't you? Sixty okay. seconds on the clock. Timer starts after the first clue. You need to beat one. Are you one. ready? Yep. Here we go. Okay, on a table, this is next to the salt. It's salt and pepper. You got it. Um, oh, these bloom in the spring. Roses, daisies, they are all flowers. Yes. This is when you got a regular smart ass on a line. <laughs> when you go to a picnic and you don't want to bring dishes, you would use a food fighter ticket. No. <laughs> No, you would use this. He could. You he can't. Could. You don't put it in the dishwasher. You throw it away. It's disposable. You put your food on it. It's a paper towel, napkin. No, not a towel, but the flat thing. Paper. Um, plate. Yes, there you go. Paper plate. You got that. Um, this is <laughs> who preaches to um a bunch of people in a church. They are your same goal. No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I really this like guy. Greg. This guy. I think I don't know I don't know what they wear, but I know that they like, you know, tell people to love God and you can talk to a them priest? if you're you're in trouble. A priest, a preacher. No. Time. Doesn't matter. Congratulations, man. You're getting those tickets to see the Foo Fighters, but I think yep. you knew that. Yep. Alright, sir. Great job. Hang on the line, okay? Oh, we all got disconnected. Damn it. We didn't. Uh, Matthew, I'm sorry, man. You didn't get it done with the one this time. There was no doubt there. Alright, sir. Have a great day. Alright, stay Alright. Gimpy, this is the one she couldn't finish. Yeah, this is the guy that uh, stands in front of the church and preaches the gospel.
That's about as good as you could get right there. Okay. It also rhymes with a field that cows go out and eat in. Well, it doesn't rhyme. It's also the word well, used Well, no, for... no. It's, they're spelled differently, and they're pronounced differently, but it's kind of the same. Kind of the same. Isn't and they it... wear suits most of the time, Sammy. Suits. Isn't it a uh, Mexican dish, too? Is Isn't it El Pastor, El Pastor a Mexican dish? <laughs> I guess it could be. I don't I know. Don't, I never heard of that, <laughs> okay. but it Maybe could be not. delicious. I have no idea. The one that Gimpy couldn't get. Pastor, by the way, was Sam. Uh, yeah. The one that Sam couldn't Pastor. get. Pastor. Um, Gimpy's, I'd be like, oh, if everybody hates each other at work, you'd be like, I work in a blank environment. It's kind of where I was heading towards to the end after I went through the gamut, trying to get it every other way. That, no, that's a tough one, man. Yeah. It is. It's a really tough. It was a. T- that's a tough one. I would say when you stay in a, it's like a um, a hotel in, but you can stay there temporarily. Mm-hmm. It's known as a a hostel. It's also the term you use when somebody's being overly aggressive. Yes, hostile. Yeah, hostile. Yes, Host- hostile. What do I am becoming this right now? <laughs> because yeah, you can't right. get my clues. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, that, you did tough... stay calm for like 55 seconds, was... and then the last <laughs> five seconds is me. when you lost it. <laughs> I was like, wow, he's doing so good, <sighs> and then you snapped. <laughs> uh, all right, the record now well, is... Well, it keeps you a five, and now ties Sammy and I with three each. We'll be back. The Big Mad Morning Show returns next. Tulsa's Morning Show. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS. And what you want to say to 82945. As you need to know, as you should know, uh, the state is low on test kits. So if you think you have the symptoms of the coronavirus or COVID or Kung flu or whatever it is that they're calling it. <laughs> Call your health care provider or the Oklahoma State Health Department, 877-215-8386. That is the national, I'm sorry, that is the corona hotline for the Oklahoma State Department of Health. Do not go to the ER. Don't do it. Call those people first, and then they will give you direction from there. That is from the governor himself. Nice. It's got to mean something, right? If it's coming from the governor. It's very official. It yeah. feels a little more official. Yeah. I don't know whether it is or not, um, but that's uh, some mess you should know. Let's go ahead and see what Sam has got for Balls to the Wall Sports. I told you these gushers. Dude, I'm in such a good mood because listeners should know this. Corbin finally brought these Black Forest Juicy Burst like little gusher things. They are the best. Oh, I'll save this one for you, Gimpy. Oh, shut it, It's amazing. I you can't. don't like stuff like this, though, right? No, oh, I do. Oh. I'm all about gummies, man. Gummies is where it's at when it comes to candy. For me, gummy candy? worms, Just gummy candy. bears. Is it into candy? Well, right. to gummies. gummies. He's like, can gummers. I save that till 10.01? <laughs> <laughs> I can eat that. <laughs> I'll take it. Either one. I'm good. Just want some snacks. I'm good. 
So the Brooklyn Nets and the Oklahoma City Thunder acknowledged that they used private facilities to test their players and staff for the coronavirus and explained why they did in a statement released on Wednesday. The Thunder said yesterday that the players and the staff who needed the COVID-19 testing based on their exposure at the game against the Utah Jazz on March 11th tested negative just one day after the Brooklyn Nets announced that four players tested positive for COVID-19. I mean, at least they used private. Because it was there was a m- misunderstanding that they used the state's allotment. Mm-hmm. Oh well, I also I just kind of figure like all the celebrities that are getting stuff like I'm just assuming that it's private because I'm assuming that if you have to go through the government, it's going to take you a while what, to get number? tested. What's the number of celebrities? No, what, what? Who do we call? Right for the private testing. Oh, I don't know. I think you have to have a fancy doctor for that. That's what I was thinking. Fancy? Like, yeah. do they hold their pinky up when they use the stethoscope? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, like, Tom Cruise and his wife not feeling good, that they had some doctor that came to visit them in their living room and was like, you know, like, breathing Want to buy this. a watch or a COVID test? <laughs> yeah, that they, they get, you know, different kind of health care than the rest of us do. They have a doctor on call that just comes to visit them and has all the stuff they need. I mean, they probably have a doctor that does house calls mm-hmm. and on call. Yeah. But, I mean, they they all have access to the same stuff. One just knows the phone number. Mm-hmm. To get it, you mean? Yeah. Well, all that's, the celebrities that's, that's have like, that number that th- the That's like grocery don't. stores can all buy pate, mm-hmm. but Whole Foods gets it, right? Any grocery store can buy products. Whole Foods doesn't have exclusive retailers or vendors, right? Okay, like I could get these black forest gummies at either place is what you're saying. Yes, but Whole Foods chooses not to carry them. Mm-hmm. They have to carry the organic ones. Got you. For well, Because it keeps in with their brand. Yeah, but I just figured, because it seems like celebrities are getting these tests easier than regular people so that they have to have right. some fancy way to get it. Idris Elba, he's like, I feel fine, but test positive. Yeah. <laughs> Karen. Yeah. Is like, I'm not going to make it. I've been in the hospital bed for company 12 picnic. days. Yeah, I'm just saying, they know somebody. Yeah. That's Balls of the Law Sports. I'm Stephen Sam on 97.5 KMOD. Morning, it's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. There's this crazy story on the news. Let me back that up. There's this crazy story on the internet that Tom Hanks being quarantined, which he has been released from the hospital, was part of this global crackdown of child molesters, including the very wealthy $2.5 billion Oprah Winfrey. What? The stupidest thing. That she was raided and arrested, and she literally had to come out and go, no, I'm, what? (laughs) No. Because she was friends with Jeffrey Epstein. Hmm. Oh, now, now you're all like on board, huh? huh? You're all like, oh, okay, now that makes sense then. Well, they're both super duper wealthy. I feel like when you're that... No, like she defended him multiple times. 
Like he's Ooh. he's not the monster. Go, go so down the rabbit hole. Okay, so Ugh. it's not like it's he not was just at my dinner party and he uh, was you know somebody else's plus one. He's super yeah. rich, so we let him sit here. It's yeah. like we've had conversations yeah. and he's a good buddy. Yeah. Oh no, Oprah. Yeah. Not yeah. good. Anyway. I just briefly, because I know a lot, it's a big topic is Oprah and this whole, like, she's been raided along with Tom Hanks and like, all. you know, it is possible some people are just nice. Yeah. And some people are just. Tom Hanks is who I'm talking about. Yeah. And <laughs> some so people. Yeah, I think yeah. Oprah's nice. She's, she's a good buddy. I don't know what her friendship I, with Jeffrey Epstein. That's a little weird, but I think <laughs> Oprah's a nice person. Yeah. Everybody's allowed to blunder. And if you're truly a nice person, you even embrace the people that aren't good people. Mm-hmm. You think she had an idea, right, that, like, this, that, that was going on? You know, be nice to somebody, I think befriend knew, yes. him or whatever. I think people knew. She, uh, she wasn't oblivious to the fact that he was into some shady stuff. Uh, shady. I don't know if she knew. Mm-hmm. I okay. think people knew. I, yeah, I okay. think people knew. Okay. I feel that like... weren't involved in it, that wanted nothing to do with it, that turned a blind eye. That makes I sense. I think that. That makes sense. For sure. Yeah. I was going to say that I, don't, I think it's kind of hard to turn a blind eye to chomoism. Like if I if I find out a friend's a chomo, that's hard to be like, well, I'm still a good person. That's why I find it hard to believe that Oprah knew it and still decided to be friends with him. Yeah, it feels like she would not like chomo. Well, friends, I mean, when you're worth two point five billion and you're the media queen, yeah, there's a lot of people that would say they're friends with you. True, but you said she defended him. Yeah, but so it's more than friends. Yeah, but again, if you're a nice person and you're on TV, do you go, no, he's a scumbag? Or do you go, I mean, yeah, let's see what how this plays out. And, you know, there's some questionable things that happened. And, and uh, you know, I just, we're going to wait and see what the result of the trial is. Yeah, that's. That's called being nice, but that's, that's also, not, that's also defending. That's not protecting. Ooh, that, that sounds like tippity-tappity. We'll find out. I think of defending of like, no, he's good. He didn't do this. Like. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not him. That's what I think of defending, not, oh, we're going to see how this trial works out. This is terrible news. <laughs> that seems like I'm fencing it because he's my friend, not being like, that's not him. He did not do this. I just feel like there's a difference. And I know that Oprah, she, you know, likes women and children and, you know, vouches for them and rides hard for that's them. a woman. <laughs> yeah. Her name is Gail. <laughs> so I feel like she would not be cool if she knew that Jeffrey Epstein was a chomo. Probably just again, I think like in those billionaire circles, you meet other super wealthy people and that's just how it is. Yeah, everybody's got their own sense of shade to them. It's just do you do you do you go with it or you just kind of distance yourself or whatever? Yeah. That's possibly what she was doing. All right. Wait, I I may I may be confusing my sexual predators. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Him, Harvey Weinstein. Oh. <laughs> oh, is that better? No, but that makes more sense because... But they weren't children. No, but she has like an Oprah weren't network. <laughs> She's like an Oprah network, and I can see them being in the same circle. You know, she has her own production company, all that stuff, her own channel, I think. Mm-hmm. So I could see her being in that world, in L.A. and all that stuff. Uh, defending, defending, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on. Conspiracy Thursday. I have myths. Coronavirus myths. Some of these we've talked about. Face masks can protect you from the virus. That is a myth. Standard surgical masks cannot protect you. As they are designed to block out viral particles and do not lay flush on the face. So you're wasting your time going to buy them if you are not sick. 
Myth. You're way less likely to get this than the flu. Not necessarily. To estimate how easily a virus spreads, scientists calculate its basic reproduction number, or it's called its R-naught. R-naught predicts the number of people who can catch a given bug from a single infected person. Currently, the R-naught for SARS, the virus that causes COVID-19, is estimated at 2.2, meaning a single person will infect about 2.2 others on average. By comparison, the flu has an R-naught of 1.3. Wow. Damn. God, at every two people, so then you infect two people, I infect two if people. You, you, it's you like have an it because you're not feeling well. You're infecting Gimpy and myself. Right. right, and then Gimpy's infecting two other people. You're infecting two other people. Yeah. Like I'm saying, it's like an MLM pyramid scheme that just gets bigger and bigger. Uh, the virus is mutated from the common, is a form of the common cold. That is a myth. It's part of a large family of viruses that includes different diseases, and it shares similarities with other coronaviruses. People have been showing the Lysol can. Yeah. There's many. That's why it's 19. There's different ones. Uh, myth. The virus was probably made in a lab. There is no evidence to suggest that the virus is man-made. They're saying it closely resembles two other coronaviruses that have triggered, triggered outbreaks in recent decades. Three viruses seem to have originated in bats. In short, the characteristics of, it's called SARS-CoV-2, fall in line with what we know about other naturally occurring coronaviruses that made the jump from animals to people. There was a thing going around about Bill Gates, and he had patented a coronavirus. Again, there are so many different ones that you can't just go that. Mm-hmm. Getting COVID-19 is a death sentence. Also not necessarily true. About 81% of the people who are infected with the coronavirus have mild cases. According to a study published in February by the Chinese Center for Disease Control and Prevention, about 13.8% report severe illness meaning they have shortness of breath, require supplemental oxygen, and about 4.7 are critical, meaning they have face respiratory failure, multiple organ failure, or septic shock. The data thus far suggests that only about 2.3 of people infected with the COVID-19 die from the virus. And if you haven't seen news this morning, Tulsa has its first reported death due to the COVID-19. It happened overnight. Pets can spread the new coronavirus. That is a myth. They say probably not to humans. One dog in China contracted a low-level infection from its owner who has confirmed the case of COVID-19, meaning dogs may be vulnerable to picking up the virus from people. The infected Pomeranian has not fallen ill or shown symptoms of the disease, and no evidence suggests the animal could infect humans. Oh, that makes you feel better. The puppers. But can they infect other animals, though? Mm. And in true conspiracy fashion, the last one I have, which I'm going to come back to because I want to hit these other ones, is so fantastic that I love that it's on here for, well, I'll just hit it now. Lockdowns or school closures won't happen in the U.S. This says that's a myth. <laughs> uh, I think it's happening. Yeah. 
kids are on an extended spring break because of it. This is from nine days ago, by the way. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) So take whichever one of these you want as being the true. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry to laugh, but come on, man. That last one kind of just, you know, throws every, every other one right in the toilet. I think anyway. Um... Vitamin C supplements will stop you from getting COVID-19. So my essential oils of like lavender and eucalyptus. Well, there is <laughs> there is science to show that if you take a vitamin C supplement on a regular basis, it will help deter. Mm-hmm. But once you've been infected, mm-hmm. it's too late to stop it from anything. What's those? They have the little sprays that you spray in your mouth or echinacea or whatever. Right, emergency. Emergency. Or something like mm-hmm. If you are like... <coughs> Or, and you take that stuff, you're wasting your damn time. Remember Airborne? Yeah. Airborne? You don't know what Airborne? Mm -mm. It's this product that a ton of people bought. And you would drink it Mm -hmm. when you felt symptoms coming on or before you would go on a plane. And guess what? Nobody buys that anymore. No. Because they got just, sued. Yeah, it was a bunch of nothing in there, right? Yeah. It was like, oh, here's Dandelion a bunch of- Dandelion root yeah. and <laughs> newt of eye, eye of newt. Right. Right. Nothing muffin to help you. But we're like, yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. As long as it says vitamin A, C, B12, whatever, you buy that. That you believe. Yeah. yeah. You're getting your vitamins. But that's snake oil. You're like, get out of here with that. Uh, it's not safe to receive a package from China. This is a myth. It is safe to receive letters or packages from China, according to the WHO. Previous research has found that the virus doesn't survive long on objects such as letters and packages. I actually was listening to a podcast yesterday that was talking about the survival rate of the virus or a virus on cardboard. And it's almost non-existent. Mm -hmm. Hmm. That was like the whole toilet paper roll thing in Australia. That whole thing that spun out That's what's really triggered the grocery buying crisis. Mm -hmm. Uh, you can get the coronavirus if you eat at a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> okay. Only if you believe that to be true. If you think that that's true, mm-hmm. then yes, you are going to get the coronavirus. <laughs> right. You'll believe anything. Right. <laughs> I deserve it. Don't miss out on your egg rolls, man. <laughs> right. get you I'm a crab rangoon guy. I, to really? me, deep fried cabbage does not sound good. <laughs> oh, man. You can't go it's wrong. It's coleslaw. Wrapped yeah. up in a dough. Yeah. yeah, but there's some, you know, there's some carrots in there too. It's yeah. like wonderful. So does coleslaw. Yeah, yeah. It's coleslaw. Pork or shrimp Fried or coleslaw. chicken. Yeah. I have lemon chicken spring rolls in my freezer from Trader Joe's that are like <laughs> oh, amazing. They're life changing. They're so good. I don't know what's in them. Well, like chicken. COVID-19 life-changing? <laughs> right. Oh, no, just like something you want to get every time you go to the grocery store, life-changing. That's it. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Uh, another myth. If you have coronavirus, you'll know. No, you won't. COVID-9 causes a wide range of symptoms, many of which appear in other respiratory illnesses, such as the flu and the common cold. Specifically, common symptoms of COVID include fever, cough, difficulty breathing, and a rarer symptom includes dizziness, nausea, vomiting, and a runny nose. In severe cases, the disease can progress into a serious pneumonia-like illness, but early on, infected people may show no symptoms at all. This <laughs> is, that is the part that is making it so terrifying. That 
and this thing called tests. Or the lack thereof. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They had tests. Mm-hmm. They had a bunch of tests. They were ready to roll them out. Mm-hmm. They, they started quality controlling them and found out the tests were kicking back negative or inaccurate data. Well, so they had to scrap all of them and start over. This was about 10 days ago. Damn. <laughs> so how quick can they come up with these new tests and get them rolled out nationwide? Well, that's worldwide. why the state, uh, when they, when the president said, hey, state of emergency, like all that stuff, it cre- it cuts the red tape out mm-hmm. and private companies can now, and universities can kick into high gear. Good. Which is where the real work gets done. Mm-hmm. Why don't we just like, hey, South Korea, you figured it out quickly. Can we have a, can, can you, you They know. didn't figure it out quickly. The first hint. Yes. They jumped. Yes. So they were never behind the eight ball. Right. So that. We are behind the, you can't get ahead of the eight ball. Right. But I'm saying that they have tests that they're giving to everybody. Because they're using them. Yeah. No, but can't you just send one over? We can reverse engineer it, like, or figure <laughs> out what they're doing. One of your tests yeah. For a second. Wherever, wherever you're making them. Manufacturing. Yeah. Is it doesn't matter if they send one. Manufacturing. Right. It's having the supplies to make one. Well, go to where they're getting them. It's like I saw a story this morning that said, uh, maybe a listener sent it, and it said GM and Ford are looking at how to build respirators. Oh, are they? Mm-hmm. Are they looking into that? They should already be doing Are they it. researching that? Because you'd have to, A, have the equipment to build them, B, the equipment yeah. that makes it, mm-hmm. right? The patent. These things aren't overnight things. And we need them. Potentially. Yeah. Potentially. Again, it's not about, it is about you not getting sick, but it's about putting the pressure on the hospitals. And not getting vulnerable people sick. Because maybe you can handle it, but, you know, 86-year-old Gertrude can't. Right. Or 31-year-old Sam. Don't say that. Well, I mean, it just depends on how your health really is, honestly. If you're a heavy smoker like myself and various other people, yeah, that that takes a factor in into how you handle the coronavirus. Yeah, I was reading that person that died in Tulsa was a healthy 50-year-old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Breaking I think, the norm, right? Because yeah. the thing that they keep saying is you got to be 70 or 80. Mm-hmm. Or a child. And, and no, children are not nearly as... I don't think there's been... There might be have only been one child that's died in all of it. Yeah. Oh, I thought kids were more kids and elderly. Just because they don't need to have that them. built up immune yeah. system. That's or whatever. what I, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It the, was to protect protect the elderly and the children. This says children can definitely catch the COVID, though initial reports suggest fewer cases in children compared with adults. A Chinese study released in February found that more than forty four thousand cases of COVID, only about two percent involved children under the age of nineteen. Mm. Hmm. Recent studies suggest children are as likely as adults to become infected. In a study, researchers analyzed data of more than 1,500 people and found that children potentially exposed to the virus were just as likely to become infected as adults were, regardless of age, 7 to 8% of contacts of COVID cases later tested positive for the virus. Okay. Ten, nearly 10%, right? Okay. Or a little more than 5%, whichever mm-hmm. statement you want to make. Look, all these things are not intended. I'm not trying to scare people. But you should have information. Right? You you heard me say from something nine days ago from a website called Live Science. 
that's pretty reputable. That they have pretty good stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they're not going to lock down the schools. <laughs> oh, you're wrong, That's man. crazy. Oh, we're locking down the schools, man. <laughs> update, update, update. Right. <laughs> right. So take it with a grain of salt. Be vigilant. Be aware. Wash your hands. Wash, Wash your, your damn, damn hands. hands. <laughs> uh, we'll take a break and we'll be back. Tulsa's Morning Show is coming right back. The Big Mad Morning Show. Tulsa's Rock Station. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. And there are so many businesses that are struggling trying to figure out how to stay in business when orders are in place to try and, you know, stop the spread. And some of those are any groups of 10 or more. And the mayor did close bars and restaurants unless they do curbside. And joining us on the phone is a business owner and somebody I think is pretty good dude. Travis is on. Hi, Travis. How are you? I'm doing good, man. How are you this morning? Good. Travis is with is with Nothing's Left Brewery, and you guys have had to reinvent what you do, which we'll get to, but people have this idea, and especially for me hosting panels on breweries and stuff, is that it's this glamorous, rich-filled world of money that happens when you open a craft brewery, but it's like starting any business. It is not easy. That's not a lot of money. It's rough for a while, right? Yeah, it's completely true, man. Uh, when we opened our doors, it we literally worked for three years making beer with another big brewery in Oklahoma City just to build up some capital to be able to open up our tap room. So, you know, we've got three, four, almost five years worth of labor and time and, uh, you know, like our own money invested in uh, getting this place up and running. And an event like this where we hope it won't last more than a few weeks how cha- how financially challenging will it be for a small business owner like yourself? Oh, extremely challenging. Uh, our our pretty much our core model here is our tap room. So uh, we open our doors every day, and we see regulars. We see new people come in. Uh, we are constantly, you know, making new beers to draw new people to come in, and uh, with you know less than ten people being able to be on site at one time. Uh, we actually don't even let anybody come in the door at the moment. We're completely curbside. So we, we've had to completely change our business model in two days. Well, so we've, we've been down here every day from 8 o'clock until 8 o'clock just right. trying to, you know. Right, and I would, I would imagine the model of how many people you need in place to, to come through the doors to make a profit, to pay for staff, to keep brewing beer, electricity, insurance, all those things, that business model's changed completely, at least for the next few weeks, right? Yeah, yeah. As far as, as, far as we know, it's, it's kind of up in the air. Uh, we're, we're hoping it's just two weeks. Uh, I think we might be fortunate enough to be able to weather the next couple of weeks and uh, continue to make beer. We, we just got a canning line delivered. You know, it's, we, we didn't stop investing our own money back into this business just because the, you know, the outbreak started to happen. Uh, everybody shutting down really, really just kind of was like, whoa. Uh, it was one of those things where we've been, we've been growing 
and growing. And then all of a sudden it's like the carpet or the rug, I guess, really has just been kind of ripped out from under under us, you know. Right, because there's like no like plan B that, hey, if there's a pandemic that happens, what do we do? <laughs> so how quickly did you get with your staff and your partners and everybody to decide to do things curbside and kind of move your model? Uh, so we were pretty much immediate. Uh, as soon as we saw that uh, that it was kind of taking place in some of the bigger cities around here, we, we'd been watching GT's uh, Facebook and kind of listening for guidance because we, we're not in the business to get our community sick. We're, we're here to to make that community happy and, and offer a place for them to gather and have a good time. So, you know, we, we, we just decided, hey, if we can just take a crowler out the door and walk over here and, you know, have you pay for that at your car, uh, and then, you know, we could basically keep, keep people from coming in and maybe possibly contaminating in here. We, we started disinfecting, I mean, pretty much day one. How many employees do you have? Uh, currently, we have six employees, not including myself and uh, Lacey, my wife. And I, this is going to be a tough question to answer, but and obviously the you hope that none. What is the chance that you're going to be able to hold on to all those employees? Uh, you know, I think we are in a pretty good position right now because I, I would cut my my own pay. Uh, before I would, before I would cut any of my people, my, my people are my business. You know, they, they are the people who are front facing to our customers, our regulars that come in, not only do they like the beer, but they love the conversations that they have with my, with my employees at the bar. Uh, I mean, I, I honestly, at this point couldn't tell you, but I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking we're going to be able to keep everybody on for the time being. Uh, it's, it really all just depends on how long this drags out. As a business owner, you already worry about your other child, which is your business, but you also have your employees and you've got to come up with creative ideas. How, what was it like to sit down with your employees and be like, listen, hang with me. We're going to get through this. Uh, you know, everybody has been very uh, kind of accepting of what's going on. They all understand that this is not just something that's happening willy nilly. Uh, this, this is all happening to keep people safe. And I think it's pretty much understood that, uh, you know, something might happen. But, you know, whenever we sat down and started brainstorming ideas of, of how we were going to, you know, try to basically upend our business model, it, the, the atmosphere was kind of electric. It was kind of exciting. Like, all right, like here, here is the new, here's the new plan. You know, like what are we going to do to keep our doors open? And everybody just really you know, jumped at the chance to come up with ideas of like, how, how are we going to keep things rolling? You know? Well, let's um, hit briefly about what you are doing. You we mentioned curbside. How does that process work? Uh, so as far as the curbside goes, we uh, are taking orders over the phone. Uh, we get those orders ready and then we have them call in whenever they uh, pull up here to the door. Uh, then we send somebody out to take payment and deliver the beer. So uh, while we can't have people actually come inside to purchase beer, we are more than more than uh, happy to run it out to your car. Yes. Because nice. you're self-isolating. You need beer. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? And you're actually doing something um, cool tomorrow. Uh, yeah. So tomorrow uh, we partnered up with uh, Andalini's to, uh, to come out and set up their truck. Uh, 
basically we're asking everyone who wants to come out tomorrow to follow the CDC guidelines. Uh, no lines, you know, at, at the door. We're basically asking if you, when you order beer, stay in your car. If you see more than two people waiting in line at the pizza truck, stay in your car until it clears up. Uh, we're also planning on uh, donating uh, 10% of our sales tomorrow to the Eastern Oklahoma Food Bank as well, just because we, we know that there's a lot of people out there that are really hurting right now. And uh, people who are already have food insecurities, just by seeing like empty shelves at Walmart and stuff, I just I think that that, that issue is going to get worse. And uh, we would just love to be able to do our part to, to help out with that. Right on. Travis, is there anything else you wanted to bring up as a small business owner about the current situation and how people can help out? Uh, really? You know, we're just, we're working harder. We're, we're not stopping. We're, we're canning beer uh, down here to make sure that whenever this does lift, that, you know, our, our business has, a, a, you know, a good way to kind of revisit our original model and hopefully add, you know, some distribution and stuff coming forward. Uh, for liquor stores and bars and restaurants and whatnot. But uh, really, it's, you know, sharing on social media and keeping your, your friends who are in vulnerable businesses right now in mind uh, is is the best way to do it. Uh, you know, we're, we're not the only brewery that's doing to go. Uh, so if you do have a favorite brewery, you know, if, you, if we're not your favorite, which, you know, shouldn't be the case, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, other other breweries are also doing to go options as now uh, uh, as well now. So I just say keep keep your friends and family safe, and you know keep your friends in in this uh, industry in your uh, in your mind. Right on, man. Travis, thanks for taking the time, man. And uh, I'll be by later. Mm. All right, dude. Sounds good, man. All right, buddy. I'll be here. All right, man. See you later. <laughs> That's Travis with Nothing's Left Brewery. Just one small example business model that had to be completely rethought. Right? You probably were like, oh, we've got to have. 20 patrons come through the door to make a to break even which is probably way more than that to break even right mm-hmm. and then you're like well okay now they can't come through the door what do we do now we got to have how many buy and take out to the curb ah it's a lot of thought that goes yeah. into it it's not just a flip of a switch all right this is what we're gonna do right oh, it's a process we man. we used to, we used to need four people in the store at a time now we just need two mm-hmm and beer is so important in these times. Well, Need a couple of drinks. All the time. I don't know if it's in <laughs> these times. I'm just saying, it's all the especially <laughs> you get stressed out watching the news. Oh my God, whatever, worrying about whoever. Yeah. A little beer. Yeah. Yas. Thank God we got that Sunday thing figured out too. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> just, in, just in time. Uh, so there we go. That's, that's just one business owner. And we're going to try to talk to others too. Uh, we're going to take a break and we'll be back. Yeah. Tulsa's Morning Show, the Big Man Morning Show. The assault continues next. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. Can we just address this Christmas light thing? Yes! You might not be aware. Sam says, oh, yeah, this is totally a thing where people are putting up Christmas lights during the coronavirus pandemic, according to them, to, quote, 
need some happiness right now. To spread cheer. Mm. Everyone this says loves- need some happiness right now. Yeah, well, Christmas lights do that. They make me happy. There's people in my neighborhood that have sure. put up their Christmas lights. Sure. And it does, for me, it makes me happy to see them. Yeah. Um, Are they putting them up because they're on lockdown and bored and have nothing else to do with their wasting pathetic no, life? they're or? doing oh. it because... They're doing it because the people that don't put them up uh-huh. think it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. There's no way the guy that just got off the ladder and took them off the house in January yeah. is like, yeah, let's do that. No, yeah. that's true because I did not have Christmas lights this year. I didn't put Stanley out. I just enjoyed everybody else's hard work in their houses and them putting it up. But I still love it. It does bring me cheer. And you're not out at night. The lights don't come on till later. Well, no, I am leave in the morning when it's dark, so I do get to see them. So I don't mm. see them at night. I see them <laughs> whenever, 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and here's the other thing. <laughs> You may not be aware of the current possibility of an economic crisis. Mm-hmm. Maybe don't spend extra money on electricity. Gee, you think? Just, you just think? It's called button down. There are so happy. many other ways that you can find happiness without having to string lights and look like a jackass having Christmas lights up in March. You don't look like a jackass. You look like a wonderful no, human you don't. that's you look, trying no, You look to like a complete cheer. jackass. Nope. All right, Sammy, go ahead. Put Stanley up when you get home. Okay. I did say that when we talked about that. I was like, should I put Stanley up? You didn't even, even put him I, up yeah. at the time. So for Christmas, I didn't put him up. But, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic and Stanley makes people happy. <laughs> we are in March. To see a stegosaurus dressed up like Santa Claus just seems retarded to me. It's only going to be a thing now because, A, we've mentioned it, and, B, it was on the news. So people are like, oh, it must be a thing if it's on the news. No. Much like buying goddamn toilet no. paper. No. Nope. Not no. a thing. Don't does, make it a thing. Does it hurt Don't you? Don't make it a thing. Question. No, I just want to ask you. you. Does yes. it? Does, yes. How, how does it hurt you? Your does colorful lights blind my eyes. Yes. Oh, get this out is of how, here, you grumpy magoos. This is distracting. This is how it hurts me. Grump, grump, grump. This is how it hurts me. My young children uh-huh. will then not shut up. Oh, my God. About it. Yeah. yeah. Because it's bringing them joy. I can get, guess what? I can turn on. Ryan's mystery play date. Well, you and can, that will bring them more can, joy. Yeah, you can and still it takes do that. No effort for me. Yeah, you can Hanging still do Christmas that. Hanging Christmas lights could potentially put me in the hospital. For real. Go wear back brace. I don't you, know what to tell you're you. You're going to have him I'm go back. out there in monsoon weather like we had this morning? No, not hanging today. Your tr- Christmas oh, lights? Not, not today. So when it's convenient, when? When the weather won't get you. Well, I won't get the that ass. Get you. Yeah, I saw a lot of lighting this morning. I don't want to see you on top of a roof with a ladder. But it'll bring them happiness. It does. It brings me happiness. And if you already have them on your house because you didn't take them down, just plug <laughs> well, them in again. then you are just trash. Right. <laughs> I think that's really what's happening. They're like, no, 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 I'm prepared for December. Are you? That's rude. Are trash you? was a little much. I think it's adorable. Someone known as EdTech on Twitter, who is a pro better who focuses on futures, he won 285000 on Lamar Jackson winning MVP and appears to be on the cusp of at least winning 45000 on the Brady free agency stakes. Yeah, because they're saying he's going to sign with Tampa Bay. That's a lot of money. Yeah. I love stories like this, especially when you meet people like, oh, I'm a professional gambler or uh, whatever. And you're like, oh, and you see like how much they've won. You're like, wow. Yeah. I could do that. I'm How lucky. much have you lost? That's the key thing right there. You, how many times do you know people that go do their gambling and they're like, I won 5000 at the casino last night. And you're like, what, you lucky son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. They spent 1700 to get there. Dot, dot, dot. How much have you spent 
since the last time you won. Yeah, but okay. Imagine no, yeah, but how, how wonderful <laughs> the would that only be? but how how wonderful would that be to get a two hundred eighty five thousand dollars check for your hunch? It would yeah. be great if I haven't spent two hundred and ninety thousand in gamblings to win that. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't put your negative bank account on Instagram. You just stand next to the check <laughs> and go, yeah, yeah. Right, I'm, I'm five hundred in the hole. <laughs> yeah, and I'm a better, and I'm really good because that's what Ed here he he wants people to think he's amazing. My, I have a friend. His name's Buddy. A buddy named Buddy, hey. and he gambles on the side from his real job, and he's like, "I, you have to make giant wagers to win. It's the only way to win large amounts, mm-hmm. and those are the things people talk about. If I do a $25 bet when I go to the casino, I nobody wants to hear, the casino doesn't want to talk about you winning $2 or whatever, no. <laughs> or $50. Yeah. So the only way to do it is to bet, gamble big. Well... There's literally a, a balance that has to happen, and most of the time it's always in favor of the casino. That's why they're gorgeous facilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jeff always... Delicious buffets. Jeff always so likes to, the $5 slots, and I like the penny slots because it makes you feel less anxiety. He's like, play, win big, play big, or whatever that stupid saying is. And I was like, <laughs> I'll just take my pennies over here. My pennies. Take your pennies over there. I'll take the pennies. And your real pennies go over there. <laughs> <laughs> you take the larger slots. <laughs> Average. Five, to be fair, five's in the middle. <laughs> of uh, slots? Yeah, yeah. Five is in the middle. Okay, yeah, you're right. There is bigger slots. All right, that's Balls to Ball Sports. I'm Steven Sam on Good morning, it's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Somebody sent me this screenshot, and I, I we're going to get to topless in a second, but somebody sent me this screenshot, and it says that their son is stationed in Dallas or whatever, right, in the military, and it says that they're preparing to announce a nationwide quarantine for all citizens. Like, I... I I have no idea to have the ability to think logically of what the future holds with all this. It's unprecedented. With that being said, stop with this. Stop with, yes. Makes it worse. It creates panic and anxiety that doesn't need to be there. Yes, please stop. To get (laughs) toilet paper and eggs. Stop it. No way, man. They're putting us on a lockdown. Even they're not going to let people starve in their homes. Yeah. So stop buying all the goddamn toilet paper. And <laughs> well, enough also- is enough. How much do you need? <laughs> How much toilet paper do you need? You just, you know, got to start eating it because you bought all the toilet paper with no food. <laughs> no, here's the thing. You won't need it if you're not eating food. True. Mm-hmm. True that because there ain't nothing coming out. Well, maybe for your runny nose because you got the virus. Uh, let's do top list. It's time for the Big Man Morning Show's top list. Random topics, randomly drawn, with random results. Now here's Corbin, Gimby, and Sam with this week's top list. All right, so this week it's apocalypse movies. Zombie, whatever apocalyptic movie you want to throw out there, what's your top five apocalypse movies? Sam, start with number five. 
Number five, I have World War Z, and that's with Brad Pitt. And um, I just like the way the zombies look in that movie, and he's trying to save his family. <laughs> what? Yeah. The reason you like it is... <laughs> yeah. Well, those and zombies are attractive. They have that huge right. pile of, of zombies that I thought is, like, super cool, and it just looks... There's, like, a, a scene where there's a bunch of zombies running, and it just looks, like, epic and scary. And I just... I liked that movie. I thought that was a good movie. Okay. Number four, I have Resident Evil, and... Solid. Yeah, I think that... That is a, a classic good one. Is that an apocalypse movie? Yeah, because they're underground and they're running from the people that got sick. It's like a virus that broke yeah. out. Oh, okay. And the survivors I've never seen talking. it. I yeah. know the game, mm-hmm. but I'm not. I, I'm having a hard time remembering it as an apocalypse movie. But okay. Yeah. So then, the, which one? The Angelina Jolie one? No, that's Tomb Raider. Oh, I thought they were the same. <laughs> uh-uh. uh, video game movies. Yeah. No, not Tomb Raider. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then number who plays who plays her? It's a she, right? In Resident Evil. Yeah, is it Stamos's wife? I not one hundred percent sure. I don't know who plays her. Okay. Yeah, I don't know who plays her, but she uh, did a good job. Okay, it's a good movie. Um, number three, I have Shaun of the Dead, and because <laughs> I just like that zombie movie. I think it's funny, and you know, most zombie movies are scary, and I like that. You know, that take on it. I thought yeah, that's fun. That one's not scary at all. No, it's I. So I think that's funny. Um, number two, I have I Am Legend, and I think huh. Will Smith is awesome in that, and it made me cry, and it's just it that gives me anxiety and panic. So I thought that was a super good movie, and then number one, my very favorite is Zombieland. Because I love Woody Harrelson and Emma Stone in it. They're so funny. I've watched that movie like a million times. It's my all-time favorite zombie movie. Have you seen the second one yet? I have. I have not. It's not that great. It's not worth watching? I mean, it's just meh. Meh. Yeah. Mila Jovanovic. Jovanovic? Jovovich? Jovovich. Mila Jovovich is the one in, in, in Resident Evil. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I I like I Am Legend and... To me, it's probably one of the better apocalypse zombie movies because it shows the zombies just not being fumbling idiots. Mm -hmm. It shows them with like a brain. World War Z does that a little bit too, Mm -hmm. but it shows them as like learning Mm -hmm. and like adapting as patronage, patronage, you know, people patron being patronage of the of society. Mm -hmm. Like they're starting to live, right, right, which is. Against what we know of a zombie. Right, so. because they're mostly just brainless, wander around, eat the living. Ca- Survivalists. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, all right, we're doing uh, apocalypse movies. Gimpy? Uh, number five on my list was Day After Tomorrow. When I seen that movie, I was highly impressed with it at the time. And it's still good. It's one of those ones that it comes on, you know, like, uh, you know, TNT or TBS or one of those cable channels or whatever. I'll sit down and watch it. I think it's it's amazing when gasoline freezes and then when they're, cro- they're walking across what they think is just normal terrain, but they're actually on top of like a mall. They're or on strike. top of a mall, yeah. yeah. And then he ends up falling through. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant movie. That, that movie is, with Jake Gyllenhaal uh, is... Probably one of my favorite, like, life movies mm-hmm. coming of it because you see he has to grow up right yeah. quickly. Them having to survive and you can't do the books, yeah. uh, you can't burn the books. Yeah, uh, and then the scene where they're t- taking that last sip of whiskey. Yeah, yeah, because like that's a really emotional 
emotional, crazy movie. And but, it seems like something that could actually happen. Unlike zombies or whatever, you know, the dead rising up right. and eating our flesh or whatever. I feel like a global climate hmm. change like that could actually happen. Like I the tornadoes feel like, in L.A.? Yeah. I feel like... Tornadoes in L.A., sure. But I feel like that a wave... Tipping over skyscrapers, right? And I love that scene. And and <laughs> so and, scary. And, and ships, tankers mm-hmm. pulling, de- going down Madison Avenue. Yeah. I feel yeah. like is about as real as the zombies <laughs> okay. piling up to create a mountain okay. for them to climb over. Okay, so what about like the tsunami in in Japan that happened a couple years? It wasn't back. like that, right? It wasn't even close. It, it was like. Two percent of what they portrayed in the day after tomorrow. True, true that, true that. But like I've seen the videos of, of the. Yeah, I've I've seen it come. I, I see it could happen. Maybe not to that extent, but I could see. Yeah. I could see the the dramatic climate change and everything just freezes instantly, and and now you're effed, and you're gonna have to figure out how to make. And it. we move to Mexico. <laughs> Again, I, I like the movie and find it entertaining. Mm-hmm. I don't find it mm-hmm. to be so real-ish. Right. As, as opposed to but your That's your number five. What do yeah, you have for yeah. number four? Number four is Mad Max. Dude, to me, that's like the OG. At least for me anyway, because it came out when I was younger or whatever. We watched it growing up and when they did the re-release or whatever, that was awesome just as well. So the whole Mad Max series, I think, is is pretty badass. It's got Tina Turner in it. Here, here's here's the, where my stance is with that being a apocalypse movie mm-hmm. clearly it is but we're not clear on what the apocalypse was right what caused us to get to that point in life right yeah i get that like most of them there's a viral breakout or climate change yeah. or something to that effect you're right we don't know the only thing that i could su- assume assume is the is the key word right there is that you know the economy just tanked and everything went to hell, and we just got to figure it out. Right, and that's that's kind of where I see it happen. It wasn't so much like a viral apocalypse; it was an economical apocalypse. Mm. That end of the world. There. So that's your number four. Number four. Number three. Instead of Shaun of the Dead, I went with Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> Dawn of the Dead. I've never dude, seen that movie, dude. Oh, Sam, you're missing out. I mean, if you like those kind of like zombie movies or whatever, when they're up on the rooftops and they're you know shooting zombies or whatever and giving like points and whatnots for what you did, and you know it, it was an awesome movie. I feel so. It falls number three for me. Number two, Zombie Land fell on my list as well. It's funny. It's not like your typical serious uh, zombie movie or whatever. I mean, the guy's spending his whole time trying to hunt down like snowballs or Twinkies or what the hell. Twinkies, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He hates snowballs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they come across that truck or whatever and yeah, it's like nothing like, but snowballs. snowballs. Yeah. <laughs> that was, it's just one of those, it's, it's, it's a lighthearted zombie apocalypse movie. Never seen it. Never ever. Oh. I seen it in theaters when it came out with my yeah. buddy, and and uh, it was it was good. And I have I haven't seen the second one. And apparently, according to Sam, it's not worth watching. So I I good. don't feel comedy mm-hmm. has any place in apocalypse movies. Okay, I'm not. They're fine. I'm not saying don't. I'm just saying apocalypse movies are supposed to feel like the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Going with Sam's take on an apocalyptic event. I don't feel like it's going to be a little real funny. <laughs> you have a point yeah, there. Yeah, but, but you're not that's probably cuz you're not hanging out with Woody Harrelson. You don't actually kill Bill Murray. So, maybe you need fun your friends. Yeah, funny. No, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah listen, you got to make the I, best mm-hmm. of a situation. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think Shaun of the Dead's fantastic. I probably would like Zombie Land. It's mm-hmm. not intentional. I'm just doesn't feel like an apocalypse movie. Yeah. When yeah. there's a lot more fun. To me, like, Shaun of the Dead is a comedy, mm-hmm. 
set in a zombie apocalypse. Okay. Okay. All right. Makes sense. Number one on my list here, number one on my list is the Terminator movies. Any damn one of them. I don't care. One, two, mm. three, Genesis. Any one of them. They just... I don't know. There's something. It's the action. It's the fact that robots could potentially take over the world. I mean, it takes one smart computer to start teaching itself and start building other robots. And the next thing you know, we have a takeover. And we're all dead as mankind. So, okay. Terminator made in my I didn't one know that that was an apocalypse movie. I thought it was like the robots just live amongst us. Mm -hmm. And Terminator is an assassin. Mm -hmm. Terminator is the assassin, but the robots, you got to jump towards the future in this one. The robots have taken over and they pretty well wiped out all of humanity with the exception of, you know, the small group of people, the, the resistance that is trying to bring humanity mm. back. Okay, so for me, it's the action, it's the robots, it's the possibility that it could happen. That's why it makes my number one. Uh, we're doing top lists, and we're doing uh, apocalypse movies. Sam's was World War Z, Resident Evil, Shaun of the Dead, and I Am Legend, and Zombieland was her number one. Gimpy's Day After Tomorrow, Mad Max, Dawn of the Dead, Zombieland, number one was Terminator for Gimpy. I'm pretty psyched because I had none of the ones you guys had. Oh, wow. Which nice. is, sometimes with these, they kind of blend over, so I'm glad we're going to cover some other ones. Um, number five is a Clive Owen movie called Children of Men, and this is about infertility and how there's no more babies. Oh. No one can get conceive, mm. and that they find a woman that con can conceive, and they try to shelter her and save her, but everybody wants the baby, and he has got to try and protect her. It's a oh, fantastic movie. It's Never a really good movie. Hmm. Number four is the book of uh, Eli. With Denzel. Book of Eli. 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 I think it's Fantastic Eli. movie. If you've never seen it, it's Mila Kunis, who's fan, really great in it, surprisingly good in it. And he is a protector of the book. It's after some sort of apocalyptic event. Again, we're not 100% sure. Feels like uh, a nuclear event, but we're not 100% sure. And he's protecting this last book that everybody wants. You find out at some point, you start realizing it's the Bible mm -hmm. that he's got. And he's trying to protect it, and they he basically gets rid of the Bible, or it didn't exist ever, or it was in Braille. It's and, something. And yeah. he's blind, unknowing. We don't know this in the movie. He's blind, which if you watch it after you know that, it has the, a completely different depth and interpretation. And he goes to Alcatraz is the only place where safety is, and he, he keeps hearing about this place, and they make their way there, and he recites, he had memorized the whole thing and is telling them what it is. That's the oh. spoiler alert on that. But it's a really great movie. He's total badass Denzel in it. Yeah. Denzel's just a badass anyway. Yeah. Number three is 28 Days Later. This is a British zombie apocalypse movie that had a lot of actors before they got big were in this. It was a low-budget movie that is just awesome that I, I see... Where World War Z is a great zombie movie, I really love the aspect of the zombies and their sophistication and how fast they are and, and the hunt to try and stop it. I love that part of it. But this, to me, feels more realistic in how a zombie event would occur. I, the, I have seen that movie. I saw it like in high school or something when I was younger, and I just remember there being like a super brutal rape scene. Yes, yeah, because right? they, if I remember correctly, they uh, come across some soldiers, British soldiers, that they think is a sanctuary, but it's not. These are menacing mm -hmm. men who used to be soldiers, and they want to rape the women. Yes. I just remember watching that and being like, 
Oh, Again, brutal. zombie apocalypse, any apocalypse movie should be brutal to watch. It should, you should feel uncomfortable. Okay. It shouldn't, I don't think you should laugh, but so that's number three. Number two, I think is probably, this was tough for me to put this at number two, but the uh, contagion is a fantastic movie. Watching it now may be hard for a lot of people, hmm. but it is a movie with Matt Damon and Gwyneth Paltrow, she gets sick going on a trip. It's got some twists and turns in it, and they have to figure out how she got sick. Meanwhile, the virus is spreading. Feel familiar? Mm-hmm. And they start isolating. Tell me if any of this sounds good. There's a scene where they're starting to see flashes of light at night. I, I don't want to ruin it for Sam, but there's mm-hmm. flashes of light because people are quarantining in their home, and people start killing themselves. Oh, my God. It's a brutal, brutal apocalypse movie. Nice. It's a good watch. (laughs) Number one I have is the book was phenomenal, and the movie I thought held up, and it's called The Road. And this is a great movie. It's shot in, like, a dark format to make you feel like it's really devastating. And it's about a father and his son and they're just trying to get go west. That's all they're trying to do in an apocalypse. It appears to be like a nuclear war. Mm-hmm. And there's some people survived, some didn't. There's no vegetation. There's barely any food. Some of the highlights are they find a storm shelter or tornado shelter or something where there's food and they live like the scene where they live like kings. It's pretty awesome. A scene where they come across a house with people. And they're so happy to find a house, and they know people live there. And then they realize the people are um, a carn- um, cannibals. cannibals. Or carnivals. I was, carnivores like, is what I was going for, but yes. Kill their way out, they, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, they sneak out, and, and they realize that these people are eating people mm-hmm. and keeping them alive to eat them. Mm-hmm. It's very dark. And uh, they, how they keep moving west, and, and it ends incredibly tragic and sad. But it is a phenomenal apocalypse movie. Again, another one I feel like is totally reality. Mm-hmm. It's always, you know, whether it's World War Z or whatever, Zombieland, they always paint the apocalypse as kind of being shiny, right? <laughs> as kind of being like, oh, all these great things. No, you're going to be hunting for food. And yeah. in, in the road, there's a scene where they come up across a vending machine and there's a Dr. Coca-Cola in it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, they just won the lottery and they hadn't had anything to drink in a long time. I don't think the kid had tasted Coca-Cola before, right? Because he was a baby when it was born. Yeah, he he was was born born when the event happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you made me, or you recommended for me to watch that movie and the end is devastating. Yeah. Like, why am I watching this? The whole time I was sad and had anxiety and it is a horrible, horribly good movie. It's a different type of zombie movie. Yeah. I'm sorry, uh, apocalypse movie because there's no, you never really see the threat. The threat is each other. And I've said it before on the show. I think truly scary movies are movies that are easily relatable. Mm -hmm. The Purge, I think, is a terrifying movie Mm -hmm. because, yeah, you can see that happening. By the way, did you see Towns where they're actually quarantining, somebody is playing the purge siren. Oh, geez. That'll strike fear into you, won't it? Uh, Oh, my God. Yeah, don't want to hear that during the apocalypse. Jesus. One that I'm surprised Sam didn't say is warm bodies. 
Uh, I've never heard of that. It's a it's a like it's a, a romantic rom- yeah, comedy a, zombie movie. Yeah, it's a rom com zom- zombie movie. <laughs> and the guy, zom. yeah, and the guy I think ha- is the one that's sick, and he falls in love with this girl and doesn't want to get her sick, and it. It's an adorable movie. I've only seen it once. I was I didn't watch it and was like, I need to watch this again, like Zombieland. I did. Yeah, but it is a pretty. He's cute a movie. zombie. The guy's yeah. is an actual zombie. Yeah, but, but he, he's he's like they come out and nine, but he falls for a girl that isn't a zombie. And then they travel together, but he's hungry and he doesn't want he's to hurt. Protecting her. Yeah, he doesn't want her to become a zombie. Spoiler but, alert: He he doesn't he stops being a zombie. It's like they found the cure. Yeah. Love is the cure for the zombie what? apocalypse. What? It's it's not. I hear you. Listen, it's, it's good. It's, it's, I hear you. Uh-huh. I hear you. Uh-huh. And if I was in your shoes, never seeing it, mm-hmm. I would agree. But then you watch and you're like, okay, that's okay too. A feel good the, apocalypse movie. Listen, you can't zombie. say it's dumb if it. you think Zombieland and it. Shaun of the Dead is also awesome. I get it, but love but, is the cure for your zombieism. I'm just saying. <laughs> that's. I'm just telling you what the movie is. Uh, with that being said, I don't think love has anything to do with apocalypse movies. It should play no part. No, no. But I'm, I'm just saying I'm surprised Sam didn't say it. It's it's not it's not a horrible movie. I'd put it number six, maybe. <laughs> Honorable uh, mention. Oblivion was another one I written down. That's the Tom Cruise movie. And uh, what's John Krasinski's wife? Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt mm-hmm. movie where sh- they're fighting um, um, uh, animal... Uh, Robots and stuff, yeah. and he keeps dying, and he has to keep coming back. I've never seen that movie. You've never seen it's a it's a great movie. I know what you're talking about. I have seen it. And it's so weird because he has to keep going through training, and like it's kind of like a he Groundhog's resets. Day sort yes. of thing. Yeah, yeah, and the, until they eventually and make she it doesn't to the, know, and each yeah. time he has to start yeah. over, yeah, and explain to her what's happening. Yeah, and he, I mean, it goes. It was like 150 times or something yeah. like that. It's it's a really great movie but they're trying to stop the robot invasion yeah yeah and I they also, end up dying every freaking yes. time i liked i robot too with will smith have you ever seen that movie it's good i know it's, it's not good i think it's so good what's good I about love it? that movie because the robot is the one that helps them at the end and robots Which makes no sense of an apart that makes no sense because yeah, because, because that this, what that robot's got feelings. Well, yes, yeah. that one robot did have feelings. Yeah. Yes. Somebody texted in and said, um, "The Bird Box again." That's a great movie. Yeah. That's why I think The Happening is a good one, right? With Mark Wahlberg, mm-hmm. it feels reality. Again, mm. it isn't trees sexy. It isn't sexy. <laughs> yeah, the trees get mad at you. People are saying now that this thing we're dealing with now is part of the the climate controlling itself because for the first time ever. Even in history, the the water in Venice is clear. People can see fish. Yeah, in the water in Venice. Yeah, it's usually murky or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. I read that earlier. So why I don't I don't understand. It's cleaning the- fog levels. Smog levels are at an all time low. It's like the the Earth is douching itself. Oh God. Yeah, I'm not I'm not on board with that yet. <laughs> uh, what was my number two was um, Contagion, uh, The Mist, another great. Apocalypse movie uh, that, that for about seventy percent of it you go what's going on and then a giant climatic ending. Yeah, that ending is so effing stupid and rude. I mean, apocalypse movies should be brutal in the end. It's an apocalypse movie. I know, but I still, I still am pissed at the way that movie ended. Uh, Planet of the Apes series, Waterworld. Get the absolute f out of here. That was a horrible movie. Just my opinion. Uh, the Crazies, yes. The Crazies is a great one. 
Waterworld again. Uh, Wiki Dick Hack hat. You Mad Max Beyond Thunder Dome Gimpy. Yeah, he meant the series. Yeah, yeah, just the whole thing. Kind of like Terminator, man. They're all good. Uh, Outbreak. Sam, have you finished Outbreak? No, oh have not God. finished it yet. Oh, A Quiet Place. That was a good one. Yes. Yeah. A Quiet Place like is a good one as well. Yeah, the John Krasinski movie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I think now they're now they're putting hold on Quiet Place too because of all this. Pussies. I know. <laughs> It'll be fine. Listen, uh, to me, that's what makes a great movie. I was saying this the other day with all the stuff that's going on. You know, like networks have shows that are shelved till like the fall or whatever. Mm-hmm. Put them bitches on right now. Yeah, right? I think like the Hallmark Channel's doing that. They're putting on their Christmas movies and like on They're demand. They're replaying their Christmas yes, movies. But they- I'm talking about projects that no one has seen. Right, new series, new well, shows, out, stuff like that, yeah. uh, new the movies. Hallmark Channel, get the absolute f <laughs> out of here. I'm just saying, like there are there are channels that are like you know helping or whatever, and um, uh, I know they're re- releasing like Trolls early. And there's like a couple of movies that they're releasing on. They did Frozen on 2. Demand. Disney Plus put Frozen 2 out. Mm-hmm. I don't know yep. if it was scheduled to come out this early. I was told it wasn't going to be till June. Yep. Yeah. That and Birds of Prey. I think that's coming out on Friday. So What's like, Birds of Prey? It's, it's a Harley the, Quinn movie that yeah, just came out. The Suicide oh, Squad. That's Harley it Quinn. didn't do well. <laughs> no one liked it. I'm still going to watch it. I I'll love watch her. It for Harley yeah. Quinn. <laughs> I mean, you're not seeing her <laughs> naked. I uh, listen, She's I got a great awesome. imagination. Yep. I will sit the hour and a half, even as a trash ass movie, just to watch Margot Robbie be Harley yeah. Quinn. Yes. Uh, so, what's your top list? BMMS and what that is to 82945. We'll take a break, and Mr. Skin will join us when we come back. Tulsa's morning show is coming right back. The Big Mad Morning Show. Tulsa's Rock Station, 97.5. KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Some people might look at this man as a savior, as he's saving people from their bored quarantine. Mr. Skin is on the line. Hello, sir. Hey, guys. How you doing? How you doing? Good. How do you feel? Well, okay. Have you (laughs) seen a spike in usership since the coronavirus? Um, a little bit, yeah. I, I could tell you this, you know, even though my site is an R-rated website, of course, we're movies and television nudity, but we have a lot of connections in the adult space and, and have a lot of partnerships. And some of our biggest advertisers, for instance, are cam companies. You guys know what the cam, you guys know a little oh, yeah. about camming. I mean, yeah. no. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Never heard of that at all. You, yeah, yeah you, one of your friends told you, but yeah. whatever. Uh, they um, Those are for people out there that don't know a cam which has become very popular over the last, you know, seven, eight years, is uh, where someone is set up like a, a woman or a guy that um, is set up in their apartment, and then these cam companies are a platform where people could go and have them uh, pre- perform things or do things uh, via the computer. The cam companies right now are just killing it, because if you think about it, it's like the perfect storm you know, you, everybody has to be in their house. The, you know, the actresses or the, the entertainers uh, don't have to leave their place. And the camming industry, I know, is just doing crazy. I'm sure the adult industry in general is doing well. It's just good to hear someone's doing well in this, in this environment, you know. 
Yeah, and, and and to have stuff to keep you busy, we don't have basketball, but you guys have the answer for that, too. You have your own bracket that you guys have put together. Yeah, you know, um, it's obviously the NCAA tournament, um, you know, people probably don't even know, but the NCAA tournament was supposed to start Thursday and Friday uh, this week. So we had been planning for a couple of months our, uh, our wacket bracket, which we've done uh, for like 12 or 15, I think it was like 13 or 14 years in a row, and we do this every year where people could come for free and vote at our website of, uh, you know, different categories. Like one year we did hottest actresses. One year we did who had the best breasts. One year we did, um, uh, that we even did a fun one, one year where it was the best, uh, one bracket was the best seventies nude scenes. One was the eighties, nineties and two thousands. Well, this year, uh, what we did is the best celebrity sex scenes, but we divided it up into positions in brackets. So we have like a missionary, a doggy, a cowgirl, and then a, uh, a, a weird and wild one where we couldn't even uh, we couldn't even come up with a category to put those in. But I got to say, I'm really proud of my um, crack staff for uh, putting these great moments in celebrity sex scenes in the brackets and. People could come totally for free uh, and vote on this. And uh, for just for voting, you could win a Samsung 55-inch 4K TV. We're going to pull a winner uh, in this at the end. And by the way, the Final Four championship game was supposed to be April 6th. So ours will follow along, uh, you know, Sweet 16, uh, Elite 8, all that. And uh, it'll be a lot of fun. And uh, we always get a ton of votes. But I, I wanted to share it with you guys because, boy, with everything that's going on now, this – kind of is a fun thing to do while you're at home for free and uh, uh, hopefully a lot of people check it out. Well, and one of the things that you've got that's really interesting is that when you click on the competitors for that round, so for example, the first one you see in one of the brackets uh, like for missionary is Michelle Williams and Jane March and it you click on it and it shows the scene. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, yeah, it's fun the way they did it, and uh, and it's really easy to vote. So you'll see Michelle Williams, who's a one seed from a movie called Take This Waltz, in in the missionary category, and Jane March, who's a 16 seed. One thing you will notice, though, is it's very difficult with sex scenes to rank these. I mean, this could be. I know it's only happened one time in the history of the NCAA's, but. I could see a 16 seed beating a one seed in this because for certain people, it's how do you say what is a one seed or, or a 16 seed when it comes to a great sex scene? To some guys, uh, what they see at the 16 seed to them might seem incredible, even better than a one seed. It's it's not going to be um, so easy to predict who's going to win this. Yeah, and you and you, you you've just said it perfectly because I'm looking at Halle Berry and Asia Argento and oh, the two and a 15 scene. These are two compelling scenes that <laughs> I, it's hard I, to vote. I, I, it's hard to yeah. decide which one's going to be the one. Yeah, it's uh, it, it is. Um, uh, it is incredible uh, to try to say, you look at those and say, okay, so how did you guys make one of two seed and one of 15 seed? I think the celebrity status of Halle Berry obviously ranks it higher, but just looking at it for the quality of the sex scene, it'll be really tough in that too. And, and as this goes along, there'll be a, definitely be some big upsets, but also, uh, listen, it's all fun and uh, it's, it's going it's, it's to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, and, and I should point out you have a category, category called Weird and Wild, and oh, oh, I yeah. want to bring up the third seed against the 14 seed, which uh, with uh, Chloe Sevigny. Uh, Sevigny. Good God. Brown Bunny. Yeah, that was a main, keep in mind, that was a mainstream film that played at the Cannes Film Festival, and um, it, uh, 
it, it really, uh, Roger Ebert hated this movie, Brown Bunny, by uh, Vincent Gallo. But in that movie, about an hour and 20 minutes in, was a, a scene that uh, was very controversial, um, but also it was a real uh, sex scene in a mainstream film, which is uh, a rarity, but uh, it did happen. And like I said, it played at the Cannes Film Festival. It was a legit movie. Yeah, they don't look like yeah, they're you, acting. You but can't fake that. No, nope. but I want the competitor is the one. <laughs> Nobody double used for that one, no. is what you're saying. <laughs> no. And, but I wanted to bring up the one that is they're competing against with Julian Wells. It's a very bizarre, weird sex scene with friend. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, it's uh, from a movie uh, uh, from 2016 where she's in a bunny outfit, and he has like <laughs> he he's got a carrot in front of her with a. It's just, you got to see this stuff. That, remember when we had the uh, category weird and wild? We we there's so many weird, crazy uh, sex scenes that have happened in the history of movies and television. I'm talking like would absolutely blow your mind you're like who thought of this and and that bracket has a ton of those including the one we just mentioned with julian wells yeah you I, you could just spend time here uh <laughs> the weird scenes that exist like with bayou phillips and bully and and just some weird the one with the snake like this this is a this is a great category but i applaud you for having elizabeth berkeley in showgirls i'm disappointed in the five seed though yeah, well, listen, um, I think that uh, nobody's going to care about the seating when they open this. Uh, <laughs> you know, she's, Elizabeth Berkeley in Showgirls, the scene in the, in the pool um, with Kyle MacLachlan is just, you know, the epitome of wild and weird. And then how about Cara Delevingne, the 12th seed from Carnival Row, the Amazon television show, right. um, beautiful model who is a fairy on the show. So you're looking at her having sex with fairy wings so that is weird and wild and that's a great that's going to be an interesting who's going to win between elizabeth berkeley and cara delavine well make sure you log on to mrskin.com and take a look at the wacket bracket it's a bracket that <laughs> focuses on movie sex scenes you guys are giving away a 55 inch samsung 4k tv to the yeah. winner don't want to add an e in that winner of the bracket and it's no, six, no. We're going to give it to whoever. We're just going to randomly pick one. Whoever votes, uh, we're going to send. Uh, we're going to randomly pick a name of whoever votes, and then we'll uh, send them a Sans, Samsung 55-inch 4K TV. So, not only is it free, but you could win a uh, Samsung 55-inch television for just for playing. So. Well, yes. it's it's a fantastic, creative way. Hats off to you and the gang at Mr. Skin. Thank you so much for taking the time. Stay healthy, stay quarantined, yeah, and make sure you, you visit Mr. Same Skin. All right, sir. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for having me. All right, Thanks see you. Bye, buddy. Bye. Mr. Skin. We got to take a break, and we'll be back. The Big Mad Morning Show returns next. Tulsa's Morning Show, 97.5 KMOD. Good morning, it's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Those, uh, what you learned, Sam, what was your favorite part of the show? What'd you learn today? Oh my God, the ones that gush in your mouth are the best. And I also learned that the worst part of my day was starting out the show super wet. 
<laughs> Gimby, what'd you learn today? I learned that both Corbin and Sam like the gush in their mouth, and that uh, Sam's going to be the death of us all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I learned that Sam isn't feeling well, so much in fact that Jeff didn't want to kiss her. But no, 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 she's fine. No, that was, it was an interpretation. It's all open to interpretation. <laughs> and I also learned that next week I'm going to start like maybe a charity and help out something. I mean, I'm going to get to it. Help out if you can, but you know, maybe, maybe next week or something. No, there's no sense of urgency. <laughs> uh, it's Corbin saying, make sure that dishwasher's loaded right. I'm Seaman Sam, and this is her mother. This is Gimpy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're far too Woo. kind. Uh. Woo. Yeah. Ready? Woo. Uh. Woo. Let's go. Can I get an encore? Do you want more? Cook and roll with the Brooklyn boys. So for one last time, I need y'all to roll. Uh, 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 yeah. Uh. Now what the hell are you waiting for? After me, there should be no more. So for one last time... Make some noise. Enter password. Corbin. New messages. The Big Bad Morning Show, I'd like to take a minute to thank troops from Oklahoma and all over the United States. These soldiers have sacrificed to give the Big Mad Morning Show the freedom to act like the total douchebags that they are. Total douchebag. Total, total, total douchebag. douchebag. Total and complete douchebag. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. God bless. Rock and roll! It's over! Ah, sickle, Tulsa. <laughs> God bless Tulsa. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.